one. Hello, topical folk, and welcome to your favorite podcast for, well, learning about anything. Today I've got my uh, two good friends on, Zach Shearman and Arad Faruqi, and we're going to be talking a lot about the NBA, because, well, it's the all-star break, and we finally have a chance to catch up. So let's get right right into things. Thanks for uh, having me on here. Appreciate it. Uh, Thank you. Thank you as well. So the plan for today is we're going to start by uh, going through a team-by-team breakdown. Uh, We're just going to go in reverse order of the standings, starting with the worst teams, and then we're going to go into... uh, uh, some of our uh, some highlights from the season, so maybe like best games, best shots, best players, uh, some of the worst players, because, you know, it's fun to pick on those guys. Let's definitely have an MVP conversation. Oh, yeah, and, that, and that'll and that be coming. I really want to, I, I want to see if anyone has a different opinion than me on this, because I doubt it. Oh, don't worry, I made my annual All-NBA projections list, which Rod is very familiar with. Yes, oh, really? Damn. Yeah. I, I don't even have one of those, but I can make it like as I'm thinking right now. Yeah, yeah. and just a, and just a spoiler, I was really sad that Rudy Gobert did not make the list, but he's made it enough in the past couple of years. How is, yeah, Rudy's, Rudy hasn't done quite as well, but it's okay. Okay, so let's get started. Uh, Go ahead. I guess we should, oh, we got a tie to start off things. Uh, do you want to start with the Hawks or the Suns? Um, oh man, let's start with the Suns because I, I like my man uh, Devin Booker who just won the three point contest last night by a landslide. He had twenty eight points in the final round, which was the most by any player in three point con- contest history, which was a uh, pretty impressive. But yeah, we can start talking about the Suns. Yeah, so I I, I know they uh, started off pretty horribly to start the season. They were like getting blown out by like an average of fifty points, and I got uh, Earl Watson fired. Yeah. Uh, how has the new coach been? Um, he I don't think he's been doing too well. They uh they were uh, under some public eye the other night when um Steve Kerr allowed the Warriors to coach themselves against. <laughs> oh and boy! Then, uh, they ended up still losing by like forty nine. That so Did he, that was only- pretty embarrassing when you have. I think it was like Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala, David West were the three players who were like doing most of the coaching, and you know. <laughs> oh, man. I gotta look up some of the highlights from that. Yeah, I think Devin Booker's the only bright spot for that franchise, and I guess Josh Jackson as well. Yeah, they, they got a couple good young players who were on the. Up and up, they got uh, Booker and Ulysses in the backcourt. I mean, he's only like five foot nine, so yeah, he can play a little bit. He's got a lot of defensive tenacity, but at the same time, he's he's, he's just so small. He's like a poor man's Isaiah Thomas almost. It's not like the best. Yeah, and then I mean, Josh Jackson's looking really good for the future. He's, I think, you know, he's he's putting up some numbers. And Alex Len, he's still there. He's doing well. So, but they, they just. I don't know. Their season's over. They got a tank for a top yeah, pick. Yeah, they're going to get another pick this lottery. Yeah. So at least Alex Len is around. Usually, he's injured by this point in the season. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, and yeah. oh, who's the other Dragon Bender? He's another young player they got. So can't play any defense. Yeah, he's kind of. a... I feel like he hasn't done anything since he got drafted. Oh my god. Uh, Rob, were you about to say he's a bust? I was going to, but I didn't want to say it yet because I mean, only been one year. I think he is a bust. I, he's seven foot one and can't defend. Like he can't, <laughs> he, he can't, can't really shoot either. Oh, no, he can't protect the rim. Every time I watch the Phoenix Suns play, 
Dragon Bender just puts his head down and heads to the the basket and just usually gets it stripped. Yeah, he he can't. Uh, he's quite incapable. It seems like. Yeah, you know, you yeah. know, it's bad when you have negative wind shares. Yeah, that, that's pretty <laughs> bad. Wind shares. What, what is this stat? I, I am I am unfamiliar. Okay, so, so wind share sh- is like how much you contribute to a win. So like, if you're if you have a negative wind share, then like you're just not whatsoever yeah like he, he has like <laughs> i have not looked at wind shares before that's an interesting one i'm gonna look at that more often yeah he oh also has God. a negative 3.4 uh, box plus minus you've probably heard of that for oh, his plus career and minus yeah obviously yeah yeah so negative that's not good oh. well then, i'm sure almost everyone on the suns has a negative plus minus oh you want to bet <laughs> really? here i'll just I check mean, alex Lynn. when they lose every single game <laughs> It's kind of tough. Oh yeah. Uh, now he's got a he's got a one uh one, a one. Uh, Booker. Uh, no, Alex Len. Booker's probably got oh. a lot more, but yeah. Okay. All that's, right. Well, huh? That's that's pretty good. Then I mean, uh, <laughs> going for yeah, plus one's all right for Alex Len, but they got a lot of height. I mean, they have Tyson Chandler for veteran leadership. They have uh Jared Dudley. He's getting up there, and you know. They a major. They've got Alfred Payton. In yes. The trade oh, yeah. I was gonna mention that. for a second round pick. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so and now yeah. they have the hair. Yeah, the the wild dude. They got Josh Jackson with the big afro, and Alfred Payton with the, with the whatever the hell his hair is. Yeah. Like, what what even actually is that? They have Marquise Chris too. So I mean, in the future, their one through four would be like uh, Payton, Booker, Josh Jackson, Marquise Chris. So. And in theory, in a few years, they might not be that bad. Yeah, oh, they, yeah. Five. yeah, they have a pretty good young core. And but, uh, since they'll probably get like a top three pick, you're, next year you're looking for like Marvin Bagley, Michael Porter Jr. You're looking for, um, gosh, who's the dude from Serbia who's just so freaking good? Oh, he's like Luka Doncic. Done something. So does the D. Doncic. Luka Doncic. Yeah. I I was watching his highlights the other day. He is real. Yeah, I've seen him projected to be number one on a few on a few draft boards. If a team is gutsy enough to take a guard, which the Suns will not do, because no, they Booker, have too many. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they they don't need more guards than they already have. However, if if someone is gutsy enough to take a guard, Doncic is coming off the board early. He's a six eight shooting guard. Yeah, he's gonna be. uh, He's gonna be something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, they definitely they definitely have the most promise of any of the the really bad teams right now. Yeah, I mean, them. uh, A lot of these bad teams have promise. They they have a lot of guys who I like to watch, but they just can't get wins. I don't know. I mean, just like next year, I think the main guys that. Phoenix should be gunning for if they're a top three lottery pick. You gotta just look at Bagley, Porter, and for me the third one to look at. I don't know if you guys know um, DeAndre Ayton from. Uh, yeah, he's he's out of Arizona. He's a grown ass man. He's a freshman, but he is huge. Like, oh my gosh, he's seven foot, has a full mustache, and, the, and he's just an absolute monster. Like. It, it, any of the three of them will really strengthen up Phoenix's sun, uh, front court, which is yeah. much needed. Oh, um, yeah. But, yeah. 
And uh, just to uh, add a little more advanced metrics to this, uh, the Suns, uh, you'd think 18 and 41 was bad enough, but they have a Pythagorean expectation of uh, 14 and 45, which is just uh, calculated based on the point differential. So they've played even worse than their record. Wait, 14 and 45 isn't all 82 games, is it? No, no, it's just uh, to this point. Oh, uh, wait, what is, what's that? Okay, all right. I see. I thought you were projecting. Okay, I, no. I get what you mean. Damn, that's that's pretty tough. Yeah, unfortunately, they've been a dumpster fire since Steve Nash was good. And and Amari, Amari and Steve so, Nash yeah. run. They they ran at the state of Arizona for a nice nice bit of time. But yeah, yeah. And just for the full season projection for uh, Zach Sherman using a five thirty eight, which. Uh, I'm uh, very fond of their analysis. They're projected for uh, 24 and 58, which is okay, that's horrendous. What I was looking for. Uh, only six more wins go. for the whole season. Six more wins after the break. <laughs> yeah, I just can't see. I just can't see them having Devin Booker and only getting six more wins. Oh, yeah, they might be a little bit better, but like honestly, I literally it's it's funny because um, I just had a rec basketball game today. By the way, we uh, we took the W. We won. But hey. um, I was watching Devin Booker's 70-point game before I played because I'm trying to get myself hyped up in the zone. And, like, if you can score 70 points in a game, you can lead your team to over 25 wins. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how many how many people have done that in NBA history again? Like, like Four. Six or seven. Oh, my, oh my God. Yeah. That's, that's absurd. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, well, we want to move on to the Hawks. Yeah, yeah moving Hawks. on to uh, a team that does not have much promise that is tanking. We have the Hawks, who uh, the only really interesting player on the team is probably Schroeder. Mm, I um, think for John Collins. John Collins, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. John Collins, he, I saw him play live last year against UVA, and um, he, he has hops, man. For a big guy. For an athlete, he's quite an athlete. Yeah, yeah, he he is a big boy. He is he's good, but besides him, the Hawks are shallow. Yeah, yeah they don't have they don't have much to work with for the future. They're gonna have to probably look to build around John Collins. They have Dwayne Dedman as well. Yes, I, I was gonna mention him. He I really liked him on the Spurs. I, I thought he was. He was on the Spurs, but I feel like he's. I think he's overpaid, and he's like. Oh yeah. He's a he's more of a system player. Like I mean, any player can be good playing under Popovich, but he hasn't really done much this season. So I don't I don't have much hope for the Hawks. Yeah, it's like the same thing with uh Bug not Bogdanovic. Yeah, I think it is Bogdanovic, which with the Pistons. You know, like the Serbian guy. With the... Oh, you mean Boban Marjanovic? Yeah, Marjanovic. Sorry. Yeah, Boban the the human troll. He yeah. is literally a <laughs> he is is a, an actual mountain troll. Of a man. Yeah. Like, yeah. goodness. Like, his nose but is yeah, worse than uh, Gortat's. The, the Hawks just don't have much promise at all, though. I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, they, and they have the dying corpse of uh, Ursan Ilyasova to carry them, at least. Oh, God. he's He's been one of my least favorite NBA players to watch for the past two, three years. <laughs> Actually, oh my god, so difficult to watch. I just, I don't know. I just can't. Like he's just, he struggles so much on defense. Like he never has any idea what he's doing. Yeah, or, I really don't see why he's on a roster anymore. Like you, you could really pull in some 
players from anywhere and do better than him. But it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I saw trade rumors for him a couple days ago, and I was wondering who on earth would want him. Yeah. Who was actually trying to take? I I don't even know. Yeah. Very lucky for the Hawks, they, their expectation is uh, four wins above what they are now, 22 and 37, but they're only projected one win above the Suns at uh, 25 and 57, so not much Honestly, better. Honestly, I, I will be the first one to say that I think the Hawks are finishing last. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I yeah. do not believe that the Suns yeah. are going to be as empty for the rest of the season that they have, as they have been so far. But not saying that they're going to make any moves. Um, just I do think the Hawks are going to be a little bit worse. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not, it's not like it matters because, you know, the lottery and everything. But, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, Who's now, next up on the list, Ryan? Yeah, now, we, now we've got the, the Dallas Dirks. Oh, sorry, I mean the Mavericks. <laughs> hey, Arad's gonna be happy with that. Oh yeah. You know, um, well, the future of this team, uh, I'm looking forward to Dennis Smith Jr. being something. Um, Harrison, Burns, Harrison Burns, for the most part, I think has been a disappointment. Um, but uh, you know, they'll be low again. They'll be able to pick someone up, hopefully, and then them and uh, whoever that is, and Dennis Smith might will probably be able to make like a nice uh, a nice duo for the future. And then I think Dirk should. I think Derek should hang it up after this year. There's no reason for him to stick around for another year. Yeah. Yeah, he might just get hurt if he sticks around any longer. Yeah. And, like, no one wants to see him go out like on that. the bottom. On a stretcher, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, we saw Kobe do it, and then he struggled so much to get back. And so a legend like Dirk should go out on top. And he's still, I mean, he can he's play. buckets, man. Yes, <laughs> Like twelve and six, and I mean Al Horford's an All Star, averaging thirteen and seven. So yeah, and he's second right, place in win shares. Man, Al, Al's also oh, yeah, Horford's an underrated player, but still, <laughs> nah, Horford, Horford is probably the worst All Star. What? No, this, this, this year I think he is. No, he, here, hang on a second. Let me pull up the All I believe he probably is. Here, let me pull up the All Star list because uh, Horford's been very good this season. I wrote a whole research paper in uh, in college comp on why Horford is an underrated player. He was the last. He was the last pick of the All Star draft. Him and Chris Aldridge <laughs> the last. See, he's just not respected. Poor Al. Okay. Poor Al. But hey, I mean, again for Dallas and also for Atlanta. Um, who do you guys think Atlanta should be looking at for a draft pick, though? Well. Like a guard or a big? I think it should be a guard because, I mean, John Collins is what? He's a four, right? Four or five? He's a four. He's 6'10". Yeah. yeah. He's been better so than like... Kevin Love. Sorry? Horford's been better than Kevin Love this season. Oh, well, okay. If you, It depends on how you look at Kevin Love before or after the Isaiah Thomas trade. I mean, before or after Isaiah Thomas' return, rather. Or before and after the broken hand, right? Yeah, I mean, he was averaging, I think, 20 and 10. Prior. Yeah, that's that's a lot better than Horford. I mean, Kevin Love is a he. If you will just watch Kevin Love play, that man he can get some buckets. He was hated on so much in that Cavs locker room for yeah. no reason. Yeah, he actually he's he's such a fall guy. It's unfortunate. Okay, it's sorry true. for interrupting you. Uh, you were saying. Oh, me saying. Yeah, about uh, the uh, Hawks picks. Oh, oh, John Collins being a four. Yeah, I think that uh, Atlanta should probably pick up a guard to play with. Uh, John Collins, because um, I feel like if you were to draft, like, 
drafting like someone like DeAndre Ayton or something like that, I don't know. I feel like in the NBA today, having um, having a stacked front court when uh, neither can shoot would be a little problematic. Mm. Yeah, what what would you think about Trey Young on Atlanta? That'd be oh, interesting. That, that could work. Man, that, that, he's going to be so interesting. Yeah, I feel like, um, well, like the sports analysts and stuff I've watched have, have said that he doesn't play defense, but I mean. That's not, that's not true. I, I haven't watched him, so I wouldn't know. But um, yeah, I mean, if he, uh, if he can continue lighting it up, then I think he's definitely someone to look at. He's going to be an interesting, he's going to be an interesting prospect for teams this, this coming draft. Yeah, I mean, like the last five, six games, he's fallen off hard. Like, because at Oklahoma, see, the thing is, in college, Everyone knows it's the Trey Young show. I mean, he he's just keyed in on by every single team yeah. that he comes up against. So he's being like triple teamed about right. every single time he touches the ball. And that's going to be much different in the NBA where he will probably be able to work in a system where he can get open shots rather yeah. than chucking up <laughs> 40 Forty footers is what Trey Young likes to shoot right now. Like, and Mike Woodson's a pretty good coach, so I mean, I think with Trey Young, he can make something work. With Trey Young and John Collins, it'd be a it'd be a nice little young core to build around. Then with that, da- with Dallas, they definitely need a big. Yeah, like they're yeah. Dallas needs someone for Smith. Yeah, and they're set to go with uh, Dwight Powell. He's been great this year. Who? Uh, Dwight Powell, their point guard. Oh yeah, Dwight Powell. Yeah, Powell has been pretty good. Wait, point guard. Powell's a center. Yeah, he's a he's a center. Oh, seriously? Six eleven center, yeah. I must be thinking of someone else. Yeah, maybe you think of I mean Smith is their point guard. Yeah, I think I'm thinking of the Raptors guy. Norman Powell. Oh he's a guard. Norman. The boy Norman Powell is very good. Yeah. Um okay, wait, who who do we have? So I'm thinking as far as a mock draft, I'm thinking like Phoenix takes like Bagley. And then Atlanta's going to take, like, Doncic or someone to help out, you know, help out Collins, help out Schroeder. Because if they were to take Trey Young, he'd be put at a shooting guard position. Yeah, because he was – is he 6'3"? Six, six no, nah, he's 6'1". Oh, six one, really? I think Schroeder is also 6'2", like 6'1". Six six and small. They're, they're both pure point guards is the problem. Yeah. So I think they'd go for Doncic because Doncic has the size and the shot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is 6'8", so, yeah. And then I think Dallas will definitely go front court with, like, Aiton. Yeah. But I don't know. That can be – we can develop that discussion more as the season goes on and we see who really are going to be the yeah, lot of the top, top three, five, yeah. Yeah. So who's fourth? And if you're going to talk about lottery teams, you got to talk about the team that's the, that seems to be the kings of – getting really high picks, the Sacramento Kings. Yep. Uh, you know it's bad when uh, Kosa Kumpas has been your best player. Yep. Um, the Kings sort of surprised me in the offseason, actually, this past offseason, when they, uh, I felt like they were trying to do like a culture change sort of thing because they got Vince Carter, Zach Randolph. Yeah, uh, they got it, like, all the rookies, too. Yeah, and they got like De'Aaron Fox, uh, Justin Jackson, Frank Mason, um, you know, and then they still have Willie Cauley-Stein from a few years ago. They have Buddy Heald traded. Uh, he was traded in the DeMarcus Cousins trade yeah. last year. So, like, in, I mean, they have a lot of young players. They have a, they have a future. Like, yeah. they have vets 
and they have young players. When they turn the corner, it's going to be something else. I, I have faith in the Kings. Yeah, it's, it seems like their system just it's not working, though. I don't know if that's because of a Jaeger. Okay, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Anybody that watch game. that Rising Stars? Yes. Game? In that game, he was he was he was actually shooting from like just inside, the, like the that parking park. lot. He was shooting. Okay, so they were in L.A. This man was shooting from like Orange County. <laughs> he was shooting from Long Beach, maybe Compton, and literally it was wet every single time. Yeah, he can shoot. He he's. They have so many good young players who can like shoot and do oh, so Rob, is, he, is he a first year? Um. I yeah, I think so. I, he was one of those. He was one of those instances where he got drafted and then he didn't come over for a few years. I think. Uh, he, oh yeah, you're he, right. He look at his, okay, see, I'm looking at his. Yeah, he's his 25 right now, so he is 25 years old, but he is a first. He's a rookie. I mean. Yeah. Wow, and he has. He's a pure shooter. Yeah, he's like, yeah. He's, yeah. He, he he is untouchable from three. That's I mean I just think that unlike the Hawks, um, maybe even unlike the Suns in a way, the Kings have a real future if they can get a good coach. You don't like Jaeger? I don't like who? Uh, you don't like Jaeger? Mm. Dave Jaeger? Oh well, I mean, he's fine, but I feel like he's, he's okay. He under wins. Like, like sometimes you just gotta look at okay, are are they winning with the players they have? And they're just like they have personnel. They have veteran leadership with Zach Randolph, with Vince, uh, Vince Major Vince, yeah, and um, I mean, yeah, and they also just picked up Beman Shumpert, by the way. Yeah, when he's healthy, he can he can do a few things. And then their young core is just phenomenal. So they have probably one of the most stacked young core. Like, just in terms of how many they have, like they have at least five or like five really, really, like players, good players with potential. They have they have so many, but their starting lineup going forward is insane. Yeah, it's like Darren Fox, Justin Jackson. Bogdan, all all these guys. Willie Collier, Giles, Willie, Willie at the center. You got Willie at the center. Harry Giles at the power forward. Like you could not not Bogdan's a shooting guard, but you can play literally like you can play him at six six. So you could play him at three if you need to. Why not play him at the damn three and get Buddy Heald and De'Aaron Fox in there? And you literally like De'Aaron Fox is the next John Wall. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that that I think is an accurate comparison. Yeah, can we? I, 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 sorry, I should have interrupted you further uh, earlier before you said that. I, I was just about to mention how De'Aaron Fox actually has a negative point uh, six win shares this season. He's actually... I do think that for them, that Dave Yeager, I feel like, I feel like he has a history of not utilizing full potential with like a team because he, I think he was the coach in Memphis for a yes. good number of years, and I think everyone's like Memphis is just consistently. Like, they're just one of those teams that always just loses in the first round. Like, they fight a good, tough first-round series, and then they just don't go anywhere. Well, they never had more talent than that. Yeah, but, I mean, I think in uh, 20, um, I think, well, there was a, f- a few years ago, they played in a conference finals, I think, against the Spurs, one of the yeah. years that the Spurs played against Miami. And uh, just sent, ever since then, I feel like Dave Yeager just, uh, you know, like, even though he had Mike Conley, Marcus just nothing ever happened with it. So, 
I think I do agree with Zach. I think Sacramento might need to get a new coach just to sort of get their young talent around someone who, you know, knows how to utilize it in as many ways as possible. Yeah. But, but they have, I mean, they almost sold their whole franchise. They were this close to just giving their franchise away. And then they got enough capital to keep the team moving forward. So I think they have a mission. And yeah. if they have a will, then I think they, with the players they have, they can definitely do some damage going forward. If they get another, I'm feeling a young big for their draft pick. They already have a ton of picks, though. Like they, they've got Zach Randolph, obviously, but then they got Kufus. They've got a uh, Kelly Stein and Costa Kufus needs to go. Kufus has been their Kufus best player. Thing. No, Kufus is not their best player. It's not the Aaron Fox. Maybe right now he is, but he won't be. Kufus is is he statistically their best player? Yeah. What is he He's averaging? Six and six, Ryan. He is not their best player. Yeah, per game. Yeah, per, per game. Ooh, and, um, you have Buddy. I mean, Buddy is way better than Costa Kufus. Okay, Buddy's been pretty good, too. Buddy is solid, man. Costa Kufus is just... I don't I don't know. He, he just seems lost sometimes. <laughs> Costa Kufus, I don't feel like ever has much of an idea of what's going on. You guys gotta stop hating on Costa Kufus. Okay, but check that he's twenty eight. He's twenty eight years old, but he was drafted ten years ago. So like, like he, yeah, he looks like he's fifty though. His career high in point average is eight points per game. That's washed up. And he is for his career, he averages five and five. Trash. I mean, would you would you take Colley Stein? Is in his second year and is shooting. He's shooting forty two point five percent from three. Like if he. And and he was really really shooting the ball also in the Rising Stars Challenge. I mean, you had like Bogdanovich and, and Buddy were the two leading scorers for the yeah. world team. Where's Buddy from? Like, Buddy is from the Bahamas. Oh, okay. Yes. He is a Bohemian. Uh, one of my favorite players to watch in college, by the way. On a side note about Buddy Hield, I really wish. Um, that New Orleans could have, like, I know that it would have been difficult to acquire DeMarcus Cousins without giving him up, but to see him develop uh, alongside AD and Boogie, like, in a few years, if Boogie had stayed, like, I feel like that would have been so nice for to give them a legitimate shooter on the wing, because New Orleans' problem always seems like it's... Yeah, I, I don't think anyone's happy with each one more right now. Exactly. Yeah, we, Honestly, we... like, New Orleans might have to make a move to pick up a shooter. Like, Honestly. they're... There are shooters that in on bad teams that would want to leave. And, they have, and too, like Rondo can get some people open. I mean, he's not who he used to be, but he can still make plays for people. It's true. He had a big triple-double the other night. Yeah, like 25 assists or something like that. God, it was vintage. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. who's after the Kings? Uh, we've, got, that we've got the Magical Magic. Oh, God. I don't, I don't even Magic know who's on this team. A garbage franchise. They're so bad. They lose everyone. They lose a star every time. They never pick the right players. They don't do anything right. They, they have the best lottery luck. Just like statistically, oh, yeah. they have the best lottery luck ever. They got Shaq. They got yeah. Dwight Howard. And um, God, and they got Penny. And who is the other number one pick that they got? Damn it, man. They, they literally win the lottery every year and just do nothing with it consistently. 
they always have high picks. They don't draft anyone good. They consistently look just looking, sorry, Arad, to interrupt, but just looking at their roster right now, it's abysmal. Yeah. Like, it's like, bad when Biombo's one of your best. Poor Biombo. Who made the choice to pick Mario Hazonia? Like, that's what I want to oh, Hazonia! <laughs> Why? So not. Mario Hazonia! Mario Hazonia! Dude, I, I'm, a, like I'm a... three points as a rookie. <laughs> Wait, wasn't he that idiot Bro. that tried to hide behind... Uh... What in the Heat's coach on uh, like one of the plays and then stole the ball? <laughs> I did I not see that. that. Was, I think that was uh, I think that was some player on the Lakers. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Zonia right. is averaging nine points. So like, so, like Costa uh, Ryan's boy Costa Kufis, who can't even eclipse seven points a game. You know, uh, like he, he's not. I hate Shabby, so. I was hating on him. Uh, I mean, six as a rookie, not three. Uh, okay, see, that's not awful. That's but a little like, better. But, okay, they got Jonathan Simmons though, from the Spurs. Yeah, he's he's okay. He's pretty good. He's good. He has 14 a game this year. He literally, like, Pop just, like, creates monsters. Oh, yeah. Like, Actually, this, yeah. this year, like, they, they still have uh, good players. Like, Bertans has been coming on along pretty well. They're, uh, whoever they're running at the point has been pretty good. DeJounte Murray. Yeah. He's good. So yeah, I think Orlando. We don't even really have to talk about them. I think they're just a universal disappointment. They are. They're an awful franchise. Yeah, uh, I'll just be the first to, person to say, Rob Hennigan, you suck. He does. He does indeed. Yeah, they're GM. Yeah, they might need to sell their franchise after long. Like I don't, I, I don't think it's happening over there in Orlando. Like they, they, they should might relocate. They should relocate. Yeah, they should relocate into in Disney World. I think that would they should help. Go to Seattle. Just you know, they should go to Baltimore. Baltimore. Yes, my bring my back the bullets. From home. Let's get let's get the Baltimore Bullets running again before the Wizards took our damn franchise back when <laughs> back back in the good old days, man. Right, uh, well, you know, enough of Orlando. Who who's next? The Nets. Uh, now we got the Grizzlies. Oh, oh God. God. They're another one. I hate talking about them. Yeah. The Grizzlies are sad. I need to get rid of Marcus Gasol. They, they lose, they lose, they lose. They have these two players who are pretty good. Mike Conley's never healthy. Why Marcus is Mike Saul. Conley the highest played player in the NBA, though? <laughs> He's like right on the he, max contract to value. He got so lucky because of the salary cap spike, but he's just not worth that much money. Mike Conley is just living so large for someone who averages... averages I mean, yeah, he, he averages 17 a game, but it's getting paid like he's Steph Curry. Yeah. He's I like, think... Uh, oh, sorry. What, what were you saying to Rob? Nothing. I'm just... I'm just I mean, like, Marc Gasol is just... He's he's good. He does some things, but, I mean, it, like, he never... He I think he's a little bit... Like, people like to say that he's an underrated player, but at the same time, I feel like by saying... Like, all the people who say he's underrated makes him sort of overrated because yeah. like at the end of the day he ends up having seventeen something like that. So is Mark Gasol past his time? I think he is. He's like thirty four, isn't he? Thirty four, thirty three, something. Uh yeah, he's pretty, he's the younger Yeah, thirty three. Yeah, he's thirty three. See that's not that old. Yeah, he's not old. He's just I mean, I think his best years are behind him, like when he was making like 
all NBA first teams and oh yeah, I mean he's a perennial, perennial all star. Yeah. yeah. Tyreek Evans has been really good for them though. He's a, yeah, he he is actually a really bright spot. I thought the Celtics were going to make a power move to try and get him. Um, that would have that would have really that would have been a that would have been a like something scary for Cleveland. Yeah, great standing for Celtics Gordon Hayward. Tyreek Evans has always been a bucket though. No matter where he goes, he's like Luke or Lou Will. Like wherever they go, they'll just get some buckets. See, the thing about Tyreek that interests me is that he had a. There have only been four players in NBA history to average 20 points, five rebounds, five assists as a rookie, and it's Michael Jordan, LeBron James, uh, Oscar Robertson, and Tyreek Evans. And wow. Then after that, yeah, like he, as a rookie, he averaged 20 points, six assists, five rebounds, and then he had all those injuries, and he just could never be that player again until like he got to New Orleans, and he averaged like 17, seven, and five. And now, like he is just feel like because of injuries, he's he hasn't been able to just be consistent, but. Now, like he can shoot the ball, he can make plays, he can score, he can. How he's, old is he? He's twenty-eight. Mm. So, yeah, if he can, if he can get signed, I think he's a. I'm not sure if he's a free agent after this year, but I think he's only making like, he's on some sort of small contract. So, um, yeah, anything that can acquire him is, is going to be getting someone good. Uh, yeah, he's uh, making uh, ten million a year. And uh, yeah, this is his last year. Yeah, he should uh, he should go somewhere where he can try and win something. Maybe you know, I'd love to see him in like a San Antonio, maybe or. A... Oh wait, my bad. He he made ten million last year. He's actually only making three million. Three million a year. Yeah, last year was contract. He go to Boston. He could you know they're they're gonna be good. Um, yeah, he sh- I think he should. <laughs> he's their brightest spot right now. What ch- what chips are you eating, Zach? Oh, I'm eating a Chipotle dinner, if ah. you don't mind. Um, no, I was just curious. myself if I must. Um, what, what are you having? But uh, uh, All right, so you want to hear the full Zach Shearman Chipotle order? We can make a brief intermission in this talk about these awful teams. To, um, okay, so basically, I get a burrito bowl, okay? I always get it to go for reasons that I will later specify, okay? And then I get white rice, black beans. Uh, chicken, always chicken, and then I get a little bit, a light amount of um, the mild salsa. Then I get corn, and um, then I get extra cheese and guac. Okay, and then the reason why I always get a to-go bowl is because I like to shake. I like to close the the bowl and then shake the shit out of the bowl so that it mixes all the ingredients. And that way, I'm not just eating stuff in layers. You're so, eating it. Chicken bowl, yeah, yeah, and and so it's a nice little chicken bowl I got going on here. Yeah, what what about you, Arado? You you a Chipotle man? Oh yes, indeed. Uh, find it very good. What's your order, Arado? Uh, mine goes uh, brown rice, black beans, extra chicken, hot sauce, corn, cheese, and hot also to go. Mm. Oh yeah, I do I do go with the hot sauce? Dang, that's that's pretty edgy. <laughs> I appreciate it. His intestines Ryan, are don't. Also, are you also on the Chipotle train? Uh, unfortunately not. They decided to, the FDA decided to uh, not protect against uh, nuts and cumin for some reason, so uh, Mexican is off the menu. Hmm. Oh, yeah, that's what? right. Yep. Damn. That's a shame. I'm sorry, Ryan. You don't get to. You could have some chips and guac, though. Yeah. <laughs> the... That's always a good alternative. 
Yeah, so but, moving on from the sadness of never being able to eat Mexican food again, we have <laughs> we have the Brooklyn Nets, who are uh, not at all uh, less disappointing. Spencer yes, Dinwiddie. they are. They're much less disappointing. Spencer Dinwiddie, man. He's, he's the future. Joe Harris, UVA's finest. Damari Carroll. Damari Carroll. Jeremy Lin. Dude, D'Angelo Russell and Jalil Okafor are the future, bro. Yes. Yeah, Jeremy Lin's been terrible. He had one of the weirdest things happen to him, like, ever, because of the logjam in Philadelphia with Embiid and with Nerlens Noel and all that. But um, now that he, he's freed up now, if him and D'Angelo can get it going, I think in a few years, the Nets are going to be pretty good. And I think in two years, they finally get their first-round pick back. So. <laughs> yeah. Danny Ainge just completely Danny surprised just that. He just... <laughs> Actually, he he's solely responsible for that. They have been like, in hell for the past five years, and it's all his fault. Like Danny Ainge, essentially, just like took the of the franchise uh, of the Brooklyn Nets, and just like like if 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 the Brooklyn Nets were a Jenga, a, a Jenga setup, which essentially they are, because they're they're ready to fall apart at any second. You just pull out the corner. That's what Danny Ainge did, and everything collapsed. For years. For yeah. years and years. He, he essentially removed them as a team from the NBA for the past five years. Hey, they got Kevin Garnett, though. <laughs> for a year. How'd that <laughs> work out? Yeah. And, and Paul Pierce, both at the end of their washed-up careers. Oh, and Jason Terry. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can't like forget about him. 35, yeah. Why did they think that that was a good idea? Because pro Perov... is kind of an idiot. <laughs> Yeah, isn't he like isn't some he Russian, Russian billionaire? Guy? Yeah, yeah, he is the Russian one. He's yeah. like a billionaire, right? Yes. Yeah, he, he's quite rich. Those crazy Russians. <laughs> okay. They don't know anything about basketball. Just ask David Blatt. <laughs> David Blatt. Yeah. Man, David Blatt, ex Cavs coach. You know. Okay. Yeah, but that's David all. Blatt. That's all there really is on the Nets. Lots of promise and not a yeah, lot of it shown Spencer right now. Dinwiddie, they have a decent core, I guess. I mean, D'Angelo Russell should be for Spencer Dinwiddie. Jeremy Lin's not a horrible player. Joe Harris at 11 points per game. UVA graduate. The fucking goat, essentially. Yep. He's yeah. one of the best players in, in UVA history, just saying. He's up there. After, after So who's after the Nets? Uh, we got the Bulls. Mm. Lowry, Lowry, Lowry Markinen, uh, I, I'm a big believer in him. I think he's the next Dirk Nowitzki. I think he... Uh, mm, he's he's the next Porzingis, because Porzingis was the next Dirk. Yeah. So they, <laughs> yes. they go in order. All these tall-ass Europeans just fall yes. in line. Yeah, um, yeah Lowry, I think, is he's he's a, also Chris Dunn. Um, yes. That Chris be, they, have a, the court. they can play. Uh, Zach, uh, Chris Dunn, I think, is averaging like... 14 points, 6 assists, so he's going to be a decent point guard. He can also defend. Laurie Markinen can shoot. Um, Zach Levine, obviously, when he's healthy, can play. Yeah, Jerry and Crank can defend. Jerry, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, is it? Yeah, Jerry and is on the Bulls, and then Jeremy. Jeremy, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think the Bulls have a, you know, they're, I mean, I don't think they'll ever get back to the glory days of Michael Jordan. But, um, no. I think in a few they years, need, they'll they need a good pick for sure. Yeah, one more. I think they're one piece away, and then uh, they'll have a really good core for the future. Hey, who knows? Maybe they'll get they'll get another uh, Derrick Rose pick, where like they and they were like the thirteenth worst team, and then they somehow got the first pick. That was lucky. That was that was some magic luck right there. Rip D Rose, man. Uh, he was he was such a good freaking player for like a year. 
He was the, he's the saddest story in my opinion. One of the, I think he's the saddest story in NBA history. But no, he he um, was MVP. He was the youngest MVP in NBA history. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, he is. He was 22. He was 22. Like, what the, what the heck, man? And then just so many injuries. That's so sad. If you watch his high school highlights, like, I don't know. As basketball fans, you guys should watch some some uh, uh, ballislife.com. There, there's some very good mixtapes on there of young players. You'll, you'll see essentially all these high school or all these college guys, like, I know them before they even get to the NBA because of watching them in high school. And Derrick Rose in high school could just – he could jump out of the gym. He, was he, went, so to, he went to Simeon, the same school as Jabari Parker, um, same school as – oh, I think Jalil Okafor went there as well, but I'm not uh, – Jalil Okafor went to Whitney Young. You're right. Yeah. You're right. He did. He did. But still, I mean – The area, I get what you mean. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, dear. Yeah. yeah. Rest in peace, Zachary. Wasn't OJ Mayo one of the best high school players ever? Ever. OJ sure. Mayo was very good. He just had a bunch of drug issues. He was very good when he was <laughs> He's banned from Mayo. NBA. He's banned for like a year. Oh, what? wow. He's banned. I didn't know he, that. He had like a third drug violation, so he's not allowed to play. So he's playing overseas right now, and then I think in, uh, I think th- in this year, I think next month or something, he's allowed to play again. Uh, okay. <laughs> who's, who's picking up O.J. Mayo, y'all? The Suns. <laughs> yeah. The Suns. The Suns, so the Suns need him. <laughs> they need some of that Mayo. OJ's good. Anyone named O.J. is just down for a, a, a disappointing fate. Uh, O.J. is short for uh, Oventon Janthony. You're right. It is. O.J. Mayo. Or it is short for, what is it, Osmatat? What was, what was O.J. Simpson's name? God damn it. This is like, he had a, a funny-ass name. Hey, OJ's free, by the way. Oh, no. Orenthal James. <laughs> yeah, OJ made him play back in the day. You know who could really play back in the day? Who? OJ. <laughs> yeah, that's true. OJ Simpson was running for 2,000 yards a year. Uh, let me let me not stray too far off the conversation. But let, his, the name of his book, If I Did It, Confessions of the Killer. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why would... <laughs> he has no chill. Why, he has no chill. None. Like, why, if you're being suspected for a murder, do you just go, eh, let me just write a book, If I Did It. Just in case, you know, yeah. Mind games. Just in case he did do it. Because everyone knows he didn't. <laughs> Anyways, OJ, have y'all ever heard the story of OJ Mayo and Michael Jordan in high school? I have not. Ryan, have you? No, I have not. Let me let me tell you a quick little anecdote. So essentially, Michael Jordan hosts an annual uh, basketball camp uh, sponsored by Jordan Brand for up and coming high school phenoms, and OJ Mayo is at this camp essentially, and he basically comes up to our man, Michael Jordan, and tells Jordan that he is better than him. He's literally like... At basketball? He's like, I am, yeah, he's like, I am better than you, Michael Jordan. I I will destroy you. This was at the 2006 Michael Jordan camp. And, oh my God, he was... (laughs) Oh my God, OJ comes up, he he was a sophomore 
a 17-year-old sophomore, by the way, and I'm a 17-year-old senior, so that's a little sus to begin with. But he, he, he was held back about six times. And, and so OJ comes up to Jordan and is like, I'm, I'm better than you. He's like, I'm talking to trash. I'm talking trash. And then Jordan just completely – he plays OJ in one-on-one in front of the entire camp, okay, to prove a point. And he dominates OJ, like completely destroys OJ, even though he's 40-something years old. Actually, if it was in 2006, he turned – happy birthday, Michael Jordan, by the way. That was 55 yesterday. Um, but uh, anyways, he, so that means he was 43 at the time. And he, he destroys OJ in one-on-one. And, and this is what it says. Uh, this little article here gives some quote. This, it, Jordan was backing him down and said, better scream for mama <laughs> to, to, to OJ. And then stepped back and hit a jumper in his face. Good old Michael Jordan. Good old Jordan. And he, he, he taught him a lesson is what MJ said. Anyway, so that's that's OJ Mayo. Let's get back to the team recap. Uh, that was that's our little. That was the Bulls. <laughs> OJ yeah. Mayo was somehow the Bulls. Yeah. Well, they finished with Michael Jordan, so it was fitting. Oh, true. He came full circle. Oh, great. Yeah. So who's after the Bulls? Now we can go to another of the giant media markets, the New York Knickerbockers. Oh God, Chris Stapps. That's all that needs to be said about their franchise. Yeah. Chris Dabbs, Porzingis, and Frank Nilikina, Nilikina, however his name is pronounced. Nitilka or something like that. I don't know. What about Kantara? Uh, He's been awesome. Who? He uh, might defend, yeah. Nick, wait, who? Uh, Frank. Ennis Cantor. Oh, mm. Ennis Cantor? Yeah, he's on that team as well. Ennis, damn. He's, he's enigmatic. He, he is a, he is a very Cantor. controversial man. Is he? Yes, Ryan, he's a terrorist in Turkey. Oh, yeah, they, wait, really? He, his family disowned him because he spoke out against uh, the, the Turkish, Turkish government. government. Oh, and, he and should. The, the Turkish, the Turkish the government Turkish is incredibly government. corrupt. He should. Yeah, yeah. They, well, the yeah. Turkish government would have killed his entire family back home had they not disowned him. Yeah, so they were just bad. like, eh, America, you can have Ennis Cantor. Uh, we, we can do without him. They're out of that country. Jeez. Yeah. And anyways, though they got they got some talent. Nick's Nick's with Kristaps, dude. He he's the he's the future. Poor yeah. guy got injured, and I would hate to see Kristaps struggle with injuries. Hate it. He'll probably yeah, he be fine. He's a good, he. I think is he's going to be like I know this was a debate in 2015 about um Kristaps and Carl Anthony Towns. I think Kristaps overall, I think would be a little bit more. I think he'd be a more well-rounded player, just because I know he was a better defender, and he... Uh, well, not this year. Not this year. Cat's been amazing not. on defense this year. Sorry? Say that again? Uh, Cat's been amazing on defense this year. I think the year prior and the year before, so I, I like... The Chris Stapps, I think, would have been... Uh, yeah, just like Zach said, I would hate to see him struggle with injury, because I think he'd be one of the... I think in the future, he'd be a top-five player in the league. Yeah. Luckily, he doesn't have the worst uh, injury prospects for a center this year. We'll is he projected to come back? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll he'll be fine. It's just an ACL. Could be an Achilles. Yeah. Just, just an ACL. Excuse me. Hey, hey, when it's when when it's compared to Cousins, it, it, it can get a lot worse. Oh, Cousins in the, the Achilles heel—that was very sad. Yeah, he's I screwed. Did, I, that made me so so upset. 
I was watching that live while it happened, and I was really upset. Like, I just watched, you know, well, I just watched him and AD play a good game. He had just been announced as an all-star starter and everything, so I was pretty hyped. And then, you know, it, it just, Cousins just eats it. It's sad. Yeah. <sighs> but, anyways, who's up next? Uh, next, we've got the... Uh... Hmm, what's a good adjective for them? The uh, the damn Lakers. Oh, okay. Lavar Ball show. Yeah. Lavar Ball show. I agree. Um, they have good. They have young talent. Brandon Ingram can play. Kyle Kuzma can play. Um, Lonzo Ball can pass and rebound. And, <laughs> he um, can do everything but shoot the three. He can't. He can't. Yeah. He can't. Uh, he, that form is just a little suspect. Um, <laughs> But, I mean, overall, like, I know Magic Johnson's running them now. It just depends if they can actually, like, they keep talking about whether or not they can get these uh, big free agents this summer. So, if they can, then, I mean, that'll definitely make them a different dynamic. It'd make them, rather than being a young team that's coming, it'd make them a team that's there right now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they're the Lakers. LeVar Ball's an issue, making his comments about Luke Walton and how LiAngelo and LaMelo are going to play there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's so funny. I think it's literally hilarious how... Do you think LeVar Ball will speak it into existence yet again, like he always has? Like he did with <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, honestly, if I feel like LaMelo, he'll be able to do. I I, I don't really think LiAngelo, though. I, I don't think LiAngelo can really play like that. Um, LiAngelo can be a shooter. Yeah, I don't think. I think LaMelo can actually, like, well, right, right now he's he's a stupid player. Like, he just takes a bunch of bad shots. But I feel like, I think LaMelo, uh, I think he could be talented if he actually, like, dedicated himself to playing like properly where are they at lithuania yeah lithuania vitatus vitatus yeah something like that hey guys um what let's all get some ball brother jerseys the three of us uh one of us can get lonzo's laker jersey and then the other two get some vitatus uh get some vitatus liangelo and lamello ball jerseys yeah, no. uh, I would bring as far shame as the Lakers to my... go, I think the Lakers' future is predicated on like all these LeBron James rumors and stuff. Because if he ends up there, then it'll change everything. So I was just about to say that. Wait, who do you think is going to the Lakers? Like, do you actually think they're going to pull in any free agents? And if so, who? I don't think they will because I think this. I think this thing about Paul George going there is overstated because I think yeah, he's he just, not going there. He's yeah, not he, going. he enjoyed Paul George is not with Oklahoma City. And I don't think LeBron would do that either because I don't think nope. LeBron, in the end of his career, would want to deal with LeVar Ball. So. Um, but, but LeBron's a bitch. Oh, hang on a second. That's a topic that would take us forever. Like, we would, we would, like, if yeah. we wanted to talk about Yeah, we'll get to that later. Oh, we can definitely get to that later because LeBron, he could, he would be that guy to go to the Lakers. He better not. I, I've been so he happy. Not, but when rugby. is he not disappointed in free agency? Every time? I don't think that he will, only because I feel like LeBron would only go there if he can go with someone else. And the 2018 free agent class, like, it's not that. Like, I know Durant is a free agent, but Durant's not going to. Like, no, he's, he's going to get signed out and sign again. Like, he's going to sign with the Warriors. Yeah. And then Chris Paul. The Rockets. Going to sign the, Rockets, the yeah. Warriors. And then. Durant's going to take his talents to the Rockets. <laughs> that would be something to watch. If oh, you know, they might go for Jabari Parker. The Rockets? Oh, really? No, not the Rockets. The uh, Lakers. The Lakers? I can see that. 
I love Jabari. Yeah. yeah, when he's when he's healthy, he can play. He can really play. I like Jabari a lot. Yeah, I, the Lakers is just a matter of what happens with them at the end of free agency. But oh yeah, that's always been so the case true. with the Lakers. Yeah. So who's next? Yeah, that's the Lakers. Uh, let's see who we got. Ooh, the Hornets. That's pretty uneventful. Owned by Michael Kemba. Jordan. Never get anyone. Small market. Kemba Walker, Dwight Howard. Yeah. Oh, but Dwight's kind of having a little bit of re- of a revival, isn't he? Yeah, he's ever he's like fourth in rebounds. He's averaging I, th- I think he's averaging like fifteen points, thirteen rebounds, something like that. He's playing wow. pretty well. Fifteen point eight points per game. Go Dwight. Oh, how yeah. about my man Kaminsky? Sorry. How about my man Kaminsky? Oh, Frank Kaminsky. Oh, he's he's a little bit of an atrocity to watch, but it's okay. Yeah. He's a he's a piece of work. <laughs> His forehead is is not a forehead. It's like a five or a six head. <laughs> he, he his face looks so droopy. Yeah, he he just looks upset all the time. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> the Hornets. I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like it, they're an interesting situation simply because of the whole thing that uh they put Kemba Walker on the trade block and then nothing happened, and then there were the rumors that he might have been going to Cleveland. That didn't happen. Um, they're, I think they're just one of those teams, unfortunately, that's just stuck in mediocrity because they're never bad enough to get a super high pick and they're, you know, never good enough to make a, make noise in the playoffs. Yeah. So. I feel that. So, yeah. Oh, uh, let's see who else we got. Uh, ooh, the Pistons. That's interesting. Oh, Blake, I like the they can, they're going to, they're going to be something, I think, in a few years. Or not a few years. Like. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I like, think. I think the Pistons are going to make a playoff surge in the second half of the season. Yeah, I think that they're going to actually compile some games together. Um, yeah, I think they just need to – because I don't even think they're fully healthy right now. Like, I think they're still missing Reggie Jackson. And uh, Fish Smith yeah. is their point guard right now. Yeah, he's starting in place of Reggie Jackson. And, uh, yeah, with, the, with that core together, Reggie Jackson, Andre Drummond, Blake Griffin, I think that they'll be able to be like a – Somewhere between six and eight in the playoffs, and uh, depending on if you know, you, you can never trust the Raptors. So if they match up with the Raptors <laughs> yeah. in the first round, they might get to the second round. That'd so, be an awesome series. I yeah. like the Pistons team. Like I think the move for Blake, even though giving up Tobias Harris was yeah, a lot, that was rough. Tobias was a lot. He was very impressive in the three point contest last yeah, night. I did not team. know his shot was that was that good. Yeah, he set the tone early. Everyone, he had 18, and then everyone was scared to like get 18. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the Pistons—they're—they're they're one of those. Uh, I think their only issue is just they don't seem to be like consistent. Because some years they'll make the playoffs, but I think Blake will help with that. Yeah, Blake. I mean, again, another guy who needs to stay healthy. Yeah, he is. He has a lot of issues. Yeah, but they well, got him on a long-year contract because didn't he just resign this past year? Yeah, he's there for four more years. Oh yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, he's I, I I mean, as long as Blake stays healthy and Andre just needs to get his free throws together and he is a he's an all star every year. He's he's averaging fifteen and fifteen. Like Yeah, exactly. Like you can throw anything up in a twelve of the basket, essentially. Not of the basket, a twelve for radius of the ground, basically. And Andre Drummond can catch it and dunk it. He's so athletic and he's like He's he's so long as well. 
I like I like Drummond and I like Blake Griffin. I think they're going to do okay. Yeah, and especially since they're in the East, if LeBron leaves for the West this year, then they're going to be one of those teams that can definitely have some battles with like the Celtics and the Sixers. Oh yeah, why not? And Drummond's actually gotten his free throw shooting uh, under control this year. Like last year, he yeah, was yeah, he, uh, he upped it like by twenty percent, I think. Or yeah, something. he's at a six two five right now, and he was at a thirty eight percent. Yeah, he's done a really good job. Oh my yes. god, I knew DeAndre hiked his up, but oh my god, he is. He's at sixty two point five. Yeah, he can. Yeah, I mean, well, he's not a. It's not like you want him at the line, but still, it won't kill you if he is. Yeah, jeez, yeah, so like helped out a lot. Before, before he said I mean, for the worst ever, I think two years ago or the year before, worst yeah. ever in one season at thirty something percent from 30, the line. Yes, yeah, yeah, thirty five. <laughs> like you might as well just not even you can close your eyes yeah like we could all do better than that and have a better opportunity but to go up 30 percent, that's something that's 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 dedication it is. that's not and the record a lot of players need to see sports psychologists and need to get their head right about that element of the game essentially and i'm glad that he has taken the, the time to get it straight yeah, I'll yeah. have to see if there's any articles on uh, what really changed it for him. I've watched a couple of videos before on what changed stuff for um, all-time great Carl Malone. He had a lot of psychological problems shooting free throws, and in his first year, he shot a very low percentage from the line. And uh, he had a little bit of psychology done and uh, got his mental turned yeah. around. So that that's an interesting story. I'm sure there's something to go along with it with Drummond. Yeah, no kidding. He he was uh, .481 for his first year, uh, got it up to 60%, then 70% for uh, Malone. So, yeah, that's a pretty mm-hmm. big spike, too. Malone? Yeah, Malone. So who's at the distance? Uh, next, we have the Heat, who have been awesome this year. The Heat, I think, are always an interesting story, especially these past two years, because I remember last year they started the season eleven and thirty-one through their first, uh, no, eleven and thirty through their first forty-one games, and they turned and then the, the second heat. the season thirty and eleven, and they finished uh, forty-one and forty-one, and then they missed the playoffs because of the just uh, you know like yeah the log they, jam. they tied for the eighth, but they lost a tiebreaker or something like that. Yeah. Um, they have a good core. Hassan Whiteside is a good player. Goran Dragic is an all-star. I don't think he's a real all-star, but he can no. yeah. He might be the worst all-star. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, have, you gotta replace the injured players with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's true. You know, uh, you know, they have they have some they have some players who are just like they're good role players like Josh Richardson and oh, yeah. you know, they just got Dwayne Wade back, so um, Yeah. They're they're gonna be a good playoff team, I feel like. Um, maybe give a, a tough uh, a tough six or seven to one of the top seeds. You guys think, because I know my answer, who do you guys think is the most important piece of that Heat franchise? Josh Richardson? Garage, who are you thinking? I feel like, as of right now, I feel like it might be Bam Adebayo. Okay. Well, here's my answer. Eric Spolstra. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah, I thought you meant a player. Spolstra is an amazing coach. Absolutely. Like, he got the best out of LeBron that Ty Lue cannot do. No. And, like, he elevated LeBron to his peak performance. Um, he also, like Arad said, brought a gutter team to the playoffs last year. Um, 
close, yeah. They were close, close, yeah. They they didn't make it in the end. But but I mean Spolstra's just he he is a very underrated coach. I think he's probably the third or fourth best coach in the NBA. And um, he doesn't and he doesn't get the credit because his he doesn't have personnel. Yeah, it's yeah. unfortunate. It's just like Terry Stotts up in uh, Portland. Sorry? It's just like Terry Stotts in Portland. Yeah, very similar to him. I remember the other year when I like when Portland lost four of their starters and then they still made the playoffs. Yeah. Um, yeah, Spolster is a very good coach. He's very important to, to that franchise. He's a, yeah, he's, he's a smart man. Yeah, speaking of good like coaches, Spolster. we got the Quinn Snyder up in uh, Utah. He's their next. I like, I like the Jazz. You know, you know who the Jazz has got? Go Bear! Go no. Bear, but more importantly... No, wait, no, no, not, not more importantly. <laughs> More importantly, Donnie Mitchell is—he is amazing. He can play. He that kid can. Oh my god, he can play. Like he, he what? Is, they've won eleven in a row, and he's led them in scoring. First rookie ever to do that. Yep, that is quite impressive. He I, honestly, at the beginning of the year, like the first two or three months, I was I was certain that Ben Simmons and rookie of the year was a runaway race. But now Donovan Mitchell is really like he's really putting his name in the hat. Um, I think he's more than put his name in the hat. I think he has made yeah, he's his case it. for the Ford run. Yeah. He, I think, is because I know, like, statistically, he doesn't match up with Simmons in terms of rebounds and assists, but just it's similar to just like stats do not always tell the whole story. He is he is playing out of his mind, and he's been like, I think in his, this latest stretch, he's been averaging like 22, 23. And he's, I don't even think he's a he was a one and done, right? Yeah. No. Oh, wait. wait he no, wasn't? No, no. He was a second year, I believe. He's 21 years old. He's 21, but still, like, that's still, still, that's, still, yeah. still amazingly impressive. He's, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah he I mean, he, he's, a, he's, he's amazing. Like, honestly, Donovan still, Mitchell is so, so, so good. Like, he is, he, like, Ben Simmons isn't really a rookie. No. Yeah, because he, he's old. He's, like, what, 22, right? And he... Uh, ben was the one and done, so Ben's probably 20. But, like, he's, he's 20 or 21. But at the same time, he has been in the league for two years. Like he had a whole year to get accustomed to life in the league. schedule and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's and Donovan Mitchell is—he is fully hitting his stride. About halfway through his rookie year, he's starting to average as many points per game as some of the best players in the league. Yeah. Yeah. He. Um, all, I think Denver. Denver uh, made a mistake trading him. To the, the Jazz, the Major mistake. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Denver would have been, and they he was a 13th pick too. Shame on teams for passing on him like that. Honestly, dude. Same thing with Devin Booker. That happened in what 2015. He was picked 13th. He he was a late pick. Yeah. 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 They also have uh, Fabo Cephalosha. He's been really good, and uh, so has uh, Ekpe Udo. Oh yeah, he's back. He he was drafted like so many years ago. It's been so Ryan, long. your man, your man Gobert is not doing too bad. He is by wind shares, and that's all I need. <laughs> why is why is wind shares your deciding factor? Okay, okay, fine. You want Vorp? He's killing it with Vorp. Uh, uh, box yeah. plus minus. He's leading the team. You know who is really impressive? Oh, Joe Joe Ingles. Yes, Joe Ingles, man. He is Ingles and Joe. <laughs> the bucket. Oh my god. Joe Ingles, whenever he catches the ball and sets up into his ugly jump shot, you his just ugly left hand disgusting. Oh my god! 
So why was Joe Ingles not in the three-point contest? I feel like it, he would only be done with like half the rack by the time the clock was out. <laughs> He's yeah. not a speedster. He's not a fast shooter. He, he takes he takes a good second or so to really get that shot off. He needs he needs Ricky and Donovan to like set him up yeah. with wide wide open shots first, and then he can knock him down. I saw this video the other day of a a member of the Australian Parliament testifying. Yes, I saw that too. You did. <laughs> this video was so funny. He was talking in front of the uh, entire Australian government, essentially, about why it is um, prejudicing against Australian players. <laughs> because he says, okay, so why isn't Ben Simmons an all-star? And then he gives, he's like, you know, obviously in his Aussie accent, he's like, why Ben Simmons is averaging some of the most points out of any rookie in the past. You know, he and he's like giving all these stats, and then he's like, "And why is Joe Ingles not in the three-point contest?" And he he went on about why Joe Joe and Ben Simmons deserve more respect from the NBA. And Matthew Dellavedova also an awesome. Yeah, and Bogut. Yeah, him too. Yeah, and Exum. Dante. Oh yeah, Exum. He's just oh god. He's a mystery on their franchise. Whatever happened to him? Yeah, is he still on? Yeah, yeah, he's on the team. He's only played like forty games, and he was drafted in two thousand fourteen, I think. He was picked way too early. Yeah, he was the he was the fifth pick in two thousand fourteen. Why would you pick Dante fifth? And he is yeah. Oh, well, actually, no, that's not true. He played his full rookie season. He just averaged five points, and then he played. 16-17, which was last season, and, and he averaged six. So, yeah. Ooh. Not the best. He hasn't yeah, he been is, able to put it together. A of a, he's a bust. Yeah. Mm. So, I agree. Uh, so who's after the Jazz? Uh, next, we've got the Clippers. So they've pretty much tanked away the season. Um, Tobias Harris, good player. Avery Bradley, good player. Lou Williams, all-star snub. Um you know, they don't have much to look forward to for the future because they're not good enough to get a high... They're not bad enough to get a high pick, and I don't think anyone is going to want to come there in free agency because they're the second team in Los Angeles. But, I mean, overall, like, they have a decent core. They're not horrible. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have realized, but they've actually been playing very well. No, they have. Because yeah. Lou Williams, yeah. Lou Williams can ball, man. And Tobias Harris can play. Lou Williams is liable for 50 points on any given night. Uh, he put fifty. He put fifty on uh, the Warriors, I think, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, and you yeah. got um, I don't know. They're not very deep. Oh, they have like, uh, Patrick Beverly. Yeah, they haven't. Yeah. I hate Patrick Beverly. Oh, Patrick Beverly is a grinder on defense, but I, he just—he's not really a point guard. Like he's a point guard because of how tall he is. He's not a point guard because of how he plays. He's a poor man's Mike Conley, and that's saying something. He's a very poor man's, like he's a homeless man's Mike Conley. <laughs> just because he can play defense, like he really on offense, he can sometimes he can shoot the ball. Otherwise, like he he fit perfectly next to James Harden simply because James Harden didn't really like. He doesn't necessarily need someone next to him because he can you know dribble and make plays and all that stuff. But yeah, he's just sort of on that team. 
Yeah. Pat Beverly is he's such a dirty player. Yeah, he hurts play like he's responsible for that Curry injury one year and the uh Westbrook injury one year. I um, I don't like that. Yeah, that's just he's yeah. At least he's not as dirty as Zaza. That was evil. The Zaza play on Kawhi. Yeah, he's still oh. out. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's a crime. He should be convicted. <laughs> like how are you gonna do that, Zaza Pachulia? No. He's famous in Georgia. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> how many how many bitches do you think Zaza pulls down in Georgia? I, I don't know, man. But whatever is up with that country, like he has almost been an all star for like like before they changed the voting format, he was an all star for like two straight. <laughs> they they love him. <laughs> they love the boy Zaza. Like whatever it is about him, he must just have so much char- charisma in in Georgia. Like he he does not. America whatsoever because he's very graceless. He's he's the antithesis of graceful he's, on the basketball court. He's he's an ogre. <laughs> he's an ogre. It is his swamp. Zaza is one of my least favorite players, but who's yeah, fuck Zaza. <laughs> but I don't know players who are just inherently dirty. They just yeah. don't fly with me. Yeah, yeah, it's it's honestly like if you're not good enough to beat someone, you shouldn't have to hurt them. That's yeah. just stupid. Speaking of players who yeah. used to be dirty, uh, we have the Pelicans next. Who's the player who used to be dirty? Demarcus Boogie. Cousins. Yeah, I thought it was Boogie. Boogie is dirty, but he's a funny dirty, so it's okay. Yeah. I don't think Bo- Boogie's evil, but I don't think he ever like evil. does something with the intention to hurt someone. Boogie almost threw, a, he almost chucked the ball at his right? head. He almost punched yeah. the fuck out of Steven Adams. Yeah, he, that oh, would have actually, that would have killed him. But, um, he probably, you know, the Pelicans, Anthony Davis, he can play. Mm-hmm. Um, when, I mean, I was really upset by the Boogie injury only because I felt like they had a real chance to um, be a strong seven or eight. Um, yeah, I too. feel like just because of the, the two bigs, um, I feel like they give Golden State a matchup problem, so they, there's no way they would have beat Golden State, but I think they, they probably could have, if they played extremely well, gotten maybe one game off of Golden State in a first-round series. Um, I but, mean, the, like you said, there's a mismatch there. Yeah, Boogie and AD against Draymond and Zaza, the ogre. Exactly. Like, I mean, they don't have size. The, the Warriors lack size is the main thing. Until they put JaVale and... You know, uh, other people in off the bench, they they, could, they they could get beaten down low. Yeah, um, I think the Pelicans were the like when the boogie trade went through. That was the one thing that I was most excited for, just to see if they could get anyone else around them. But as usual, it's just Anthony Davis putting up a bunch of numbers with teammates who can't help him. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's basically the story there. Drew Holiday's been so, okay, but that's it. Yeah, he. I have always wanted something more from. Drew Holiday, but it never happens. He just it's consistently pretty good, but you know, he just never, like, I feel like he just needs to take a step, and he just hasn't done that yet. He's been in the league for, I think, what, seven years now? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not good. Poor Pelicans. Okay, so Ooh, next is... We got a really four. fun one next. We got the 76ers. Oh, mm. Joel Embiid, he's so fun to watch, and he's such a fun guy. Um, JoJo is the best. He's so funny. Yeah, who and saw that coming? 
Sorry, I bright future. Mm. I agree. Like Ben Simmons, you can say what you want about him and everything being a six ten point guard, but he puts up the numbers. Yeah, he's a mismatch. He is really something, and uh, him. Gosh, they they have a deep, deep squad. Yeah, they do, and they have randoms who just do cool things like. TJ McConnell getting triple doubles, hitting game winners. <laughs> TJ like, McConnell's the goat. And Bede, whenever he posts a picture of TJ McConnell, he calls him the goat. And he puts him next. To, I remember he cropped him next to Michael Jordan when they both did the fist pump thing and they hit a game winner. He did. <laughs> that was very funny. And I mean, like Robert Covington can play. He, yeah, he's a good three and D player. Yeah, and Dario Saric exactly. has been great. Sarich, dude, they, they have a lot of talent. Yeah, JJ Redick. Embiid's at 16 and a half, eight rebounds, and, and uh, seven assists a game. Yeah. And, and they even have some great uh, talent in the wings. They've got uh, Luawe uh, Cabral. He, he's been, you know, really coming up. They've got uh, Nick Strauskas. Uh, Bellinelli's still on the team. Wait, wasn't Nick Stauskas traded to the Nets? Oh, crap, was he? He, he was. He's I might have missed that one. Anymore. Oh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> yeah, you're good. What about Fultz? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. He's a, he's a he's mystery. Yeah, you Where know what? He? At this point, they can have players miss the first year. It seems to be working out for them. Honestly. I think they just like purposefully have players miss the first year. Stick them in a weight room. And tell them to talk yeah. to no one and and don't leave until you're swole. They just they just give them that order and that's what happens. He's the fourth. He's the fourth pick that this happened to. It happened to Nerlens Noel and Bead for two years. It happened to Embiid, Simmons, and then it, now it's Fultz. Mm-hmm. And Okafor, he was he played initially, but then he got injured halfway through his first year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it it just worked out. Aren't they supposed to have one of the best uh, medical teams in the league? That is dead. I would not know. That is that got to be dead. Yeah, that, yeah. I don't believe it. I don't trust the process. The Sixers, I think, in the future, trust the process. Don't ever say not to trust the process. Always trust. It. The Sixers, I think, will be uh, in you know, in a in a post LeBron Eastern Conference. I think the Celtics, the Sixers, and the Bucks um, are the top three in the East. Heck, they might get LeBron. Yeah, if LeBron stays in the East for, you know, the next few years, I think uh, the Sixers have a legitimate chance. Because, I mean, in, like, let's say in, like, two, three years, LeBron's not that good anymore, then Simmons is basically going to be the next version of him. So, they might get him. Yeah. Could do. Oh, so, that's a team with promise, finally. Uh, yeah. yeah. Then we've got a bit of a downer, uh, the Trailblazers. Uh, I love Damian Lillard. Love him as a player. I love CJ McCollum. Like their coach. They are both nice. Yeah. They have been missing a piece for so many years. Like it's just they've always been missing someone. If Lamarcus Aldridge didn't leave, I feel like they could have something. But who was their old squad? I I, I remember that whole starting five. I think it was Lillard, Wes Matthews, Nick, yeah, Lamarcus Aldridge, and then at the center, who did they have? I don't remember the center. Oh, Robin Lopez. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that yeah, that team was good in like 2014 and 15. Um, and, and four out of five, like like we said earlier, four out of five left. Yeah, just Lillard and then CJ McCollum came out of nowhere. 
I don't know. I feel like they, they're missing another player. Um, but unfortunately, they're not going to be bad enough to, you know, pick someone up. And I don't think they're a bright free agent destination either. So, yeah. Nurkic so, has been good, but he just hasn't been good yeah, enough. Nurkic. Okay, so I, I propose a, a, a question. So since since we have now gone over seeds 7 through 10, okay, in both conferences, who is in and who is out of the playoff picture by the end of the year? Um, I think Portland will hang in. Um, and I think – I don't I have no idea what I think about New Orleans just because – I. I don't know if they'll make it just because, I mean, they lost Boogie, but can AD really carry them all the way in without any help? Like, you know. So which teams do you think are going to fall and which are going to rise? And this can include our, our six seeds that we have yet to touch on in, in Denver and. Uh, no, they're safe. In Denver and Milwaukee. I mean, well, yeah, we think they're safe, but, you know, there, there's a lot of basketball well, think- left to be played. I think the Pistons will come up. I think the Pistons will end up making it. I agree. So who is coming out? Who is coming down in the East if the Pistons are in? Well, I don't think it'll be the Sixers, and I don't think it'll be the Bucks. So I think it's going to have to be the Heat, just because the Heat don't don't have star power. I think it's going to end up being 76ers. The Heat were a a good-looking playoff team. Yeah, that's because I thought they were the fourth seed, but they're the eighth, because like two weeks ago they were the fourth seed, but now they're the eighth seed. But wait, they were the four seed two weeks. Yes, they were. Yeah, yeah. The night, remember the night that they beat, uh, the night they, uh, the night they lost to Cleveland in that really low scoring game. They were the fourth seed, but now that, yeah, they because if you look at the like, they're also close because eight is eight is one and a half back of seven, then like ten is one or seven is one one back from six, and then six is half a game back from five. Four is half a game back. Or five is half a game back from four. So, like, the Heat, yeah, actually, a few weeks ago, you were right. I did think that was a playoff team. But um, it'll either be them or the Sixers, depending on who can stay consistent. That the, yeah. the Pistons will replace. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of thinking that the Pacers might fall. No, they've been really good. No, really? They're fifth, though. But Victor, Victor can't just carry all that weight on his shoulders. Russell Westbrook could. That long. Oh, Westbrook is. I mean, Oladipo's good, but I don't think he's as good as Westbrook. I don't know, but he's got Sabonis. Sabonis is Sabonis. <laughs> What's yeah, that I supposed? Mean, to... I don't know. They, I, I'm, I'm feeling like the teams that might drop, especially in the West, because the competition is so close in the six through ten spot. Um, yeah. I'm thinking Denver. Hmm, maybe. I don't know. I'm I'm not feeling like Denver is going to sustain. Isn't Millsap coming back soon? Yeah, he. that's what I would think as well. I think the interesting thing about the West is the fact that, well, like, I think you're right, Zach, between 6 and 10, like the Nuggets, Blazers, Pelicans, Clippers, Jazz. I think the Clippers won't. The Jazz really depends on Donovan Mitchell, I feel like. If yeah. Donovan Mitchell continues playing like a, like a beast, then I think that they have a chance to clinch that 8. I like them. I like the Jazz. I like the Jazz making it as the eight. Yeah, and then I feel like the Pelicans could fall out because uh, without Boogie. I agree uh, completely with that. I do not see the Pelicans making. I do not see them making the playoffs. And even if they do, it'd really be pointless for them too because if it's just AD, they're gonna get swept in the first round by either the Rockets or the Warriors. They're just gonna get shot out of the building, and it's just not gonna be fun. 
Um, I think the Jazz would be a compelling series against the first seeded teams because they can play defense and Donovan Mitchell. It'd be it'd be fun to watch him in the playoffs as a rookie. Um, that would be so amazing. Jazz is eight, and then I would I would I'll keep. Uh, yeah, I that's probably it. I would take the Jazz in for the Pelicans because I don't think the Clippers have enough. Or you know the Clippers could be interesting if they take the Nuggets or Blazers spot. Lou Williams, but. It's all down to how Tobias and Lou Williams play with DeAndre. Like, if, if the three of them can really rally the, the Clippers, then they could, they could have some life. The Clippers have been meaning to change. They, they, they have needed a, a change of scenery for a while, and they finally have it. Yeah, that's true. They've, they've got, finally got rid of Blake and Chris Paul and all that issue. I feel like Doc Rivers is sort of an issue for them, though. That's what that's what people who have left that team say. Yeah, every like, even Glenn Davis, Big Baby Davis said that uh, Doc is an issue. Matt <laughs> Barnes said he said, "quote Everyone who comes to that franchise knows that Doc is the problem." <laughs> Matt Barnes just does not like Doc Rivers. He he thinks that Doc really is the source of their dysfunction. Seems like he has a problem with a lot of coaches, though. Like, he had a really big problem with Derek Fisher. Well, that's because Derek Fisher... <laughs> he's a, he's a 30 hours. <laughs> that's a famous NBA story. That's one of my favorite NBA stories. He he drove 30 hours to beat Derek Fisher's ass. Yeah, that, that, that was hilarious. Story. That is dedication, man. Is it, wasn't it over his, like, ex-wife? Yeah, because Derek Fisher was dating Max, Matt Barnes' ex-wife, and that's, Matt Barnes took, sad, took a shoot. Uh, Matt Barnes had a problem with that. Yeah, I would drive thirty hours to beat your ass too, Derek Fisher. <laughs> Derek Fisher's a clown. <laughs> Derek Fisher's jump shot probably probably the ugliest successful jump shot in like NBA history. No, Michael Carter Williams. That he I, does not have a successful jump shot. Sean Marion is up there, though. Okay, Sean Marion and, yeah, Sean Marion and Derek Fisher, the only two guys to ever shoot, like, 40% from three but have the worst form ever. Yeah. That's, and yeah. Reggie Miller. If y'all haven't seen, Reggie Miller has some of the worst form in NBA history. He uh, would slap his own wrist and stuff. Yes. <laughs> he would knock his knees together when he went down to, to – when he would squat to shoot – he would knock his knees together, and then he would like hit his own hands. He he like he said that he would slap his own wrist because then the the refs would think they heard a foul sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just that's. Hey, if it that's works, it works. One. I might need to pick that one up. So that was the who was that Ryan? That was the um, the Blazers we were doing. Uh, uh yeah, yeah, but I actually have a Blazers. controversial pick for who's going to drop out of the East. I'm I'm going to say the Wizards don't make the playoffs. Actually. Even with John Wall coming back. Yeah, what if they get John Wall back and they have Beal playing at as high of a level as he currently is? Well, he's supposed to be out until the begin, like the start of April. So John Wall's not coming back for a while. I thought they said eight weeks, and it was already like three weeks ago. Yeah, but... It, no, yeah, they, I mean, they, they released that all at the end of January, so... That would either be uh, that would be middle of March to end of March. So yeah, that's what I was thinking. But either way, I think I think the Wizards will look pretty good. Oh, we'll see. 
I think it depends because I know they've had those chemistry issues, but I think since they said that Marcin Gortat and John Wall worked it out, so if they have, then I think they're they're fine. But um, I, I think mean, the I just more controversial pick on Zach's part. Um, you think? I think that they'll stay. Um, I don't know. I feel like they just because like they they have so much. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Miles Turner. He said that when Vil- he said that when Victor Oladipo is locked in, he's the best player in the East and maybe the best player in the league. What? Um, that's, that's not true at all. But if get out of here. Team has that much faith in you, then like I feel like you're just really tight. I feel like their chemistry is good enough to where they'll stay. I think this. I think the Sixers and Heat have a higher chance of dropping out, so the Pistons can get in. I think the Heat will probably drop out. I wish Cleveland was still as dysfunctional as they were. Yeah. I wish about to drop out so badly. They were, yeah, they were definitely in danger of uh, a few weeks ago. I remember they were only six bad, six games ahead of the ninth seed. That was the that was the week that I was talking about when the Heat were fourth and Cleveland was third. God, they're but, only five. They're only five games ahead of the Heat in eight. In yeah. eight, like, like, why don't they just lose? Why doesn't Cleveland just drop? <laughs> honestly, I feel like it'd be a good thing for LeBron to do that because then he won't cop another finals loss. But like, yeah, honestly, just for LeBron, for your legacy that is already tarnished, like, <laughs> Jeez. For, we're gonna have a serious debate also, later on. Yeah, this will be for another time, but probably like, LeBron is a podcast by himself. Yeah. Okay, Lebr- LeBron can have his own episode where we debate. Who is better between LeBron and any player you give me in the entire league that is definitely better? Currently? Currently, there are like four players in the league that are better than LeBron. I'm assuming those would be what? Harden, Durant, Curry, and Kawhi? Harden, Durant, Westbrook. No, 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 no. Don't don't you do me like that. I can understand arguments for the rest, but... Don't don't you you do me with Westbrook. Westbrook. No. No, I mean, I think Durant, Harden, I think you can make a case. Yeah, but not Westbrook. I think Westbrook, I, I mean, like, Westbrook put the stat. I just think Westbrook is not conductive to winning because, like... He's not a winner. <laughs> like, he, he just he brings in all these good players, and then, like, Victor Oladipo left him, and he's balling, and, like... I mean, the Thunder, what, they're... They have... They're, like, I feel like they should at least be the third or fourth seed, but 33 and 26 is not... It's hey, good. It's not, doesn't Armello... Carmelo is the heart of their problems. He is. Yeah. If they had someone other than Carmelo Anthony, then I agree they would be better because Paul George can play. If they got another veteran that wasn't as clueless as Carmelo, like Carmelo's busy. I hope you guys realize that. Carmelo is busy trying to hold his marriage together. Yeah, Lala and all that shit. Her and Ludacris. Can't say a blamer. <laughs> Carmelo, Carmelo just straight cheated on Lala for like no reason. And and so he's out here like it was Valentine's Day the other day. He was trying to like gain some clout back from Lala. He was posting all over the place. And it's like Carmelo, get your head in the fucking game and get some buckets. You follow like, him? Carmelo used to be a killer, and now he's out here killing the Thunder. I mean, yeah, I hope he gets this together by the playoffs because I think I think the Thunder, when locked in, um, they're currently they they're two and zero against Golden State so far. So. I think if they lock in, they can give Golden State some trouble. Don't think they'll beat them, but I think they can give them a problem. Yeah. Don't the Thunder and Golden State play pretty soon? I am not sure. If they do, both teams I, have played, played well, I think. But I um, think I saw 
that the yeah that Golden State play uh plays the Thunder relatively soon. But wait, Zach, quick question: Do you think who do you think is better, Westbrook or Curry? Steph Curry is better. Okay, good. Wait, but then how did you think that Westbrook is better than LeBron, but Curry's not? I was I was getting to Curry. Curry is better than LeBron yeah. as well. Okay. Like skill set wise, Steph Curry is, is insane. Like yeah. no well, other as a player, Steph Curry can't play defense. So. Well, that's, that's a lot. He's an average defender. He, he he led the league in steals that one year, but I mean, like, like he that's he consistently has That's something that Steph Curry haters say. Just no, 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 no. I'm I'm not a Steph Curry hater, but I like I can I God, when I, I can Curry watch hater. when you watch you're a LeBron game, hater. I'm a LeBron hater. I'll be the first one to say it, but Rod, you are also no, Steph Curry. Hater. I, I think I think Steph Curry is legitimately like. I, I I definitely do think he's a top three player in the NBA. Whoever those top three are, like that's I mean you can you could debate that all day long. But like the, the best shooter in NBA history. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he's a top three player currently, and I think he's I think he's I think he's already a top three or four, top five point guard of all time already. Oh, yeah. Actually, because the NBA um the NBA's all time player rankings ranked him as the fourth uh best uh point guard of all time. That's that's crazy that you agree with that, Arad. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean can you yeah. tell me four that are both? I, I personally don't agree with it all the way yet. Um because I don't know. It, it's just like he's I, I guess it's hard to contextualize it while he's playing, but like I mean, I mean, if you think about it, he's won two rings and oh, three rings, three rings, right? No, two. Hope and the okay, third. Sorry. Well, he'll two get a third this year. Pounding. And um, he's won two MVPs. Yeah, one unanimous. Yeah, he had one of the best single seasons out of any player ever. Like that season where he had, he was the forty. He was in the forty, fifty, ninety club. Yeah. It, it, Demolished yeah, the three exactly. point record. You guys know what that is, and then he. Uh, he also just had 30 points a game. He well, led the league in steals that year as well, didn't he, Rock? Yeah, he did. Two, he had 30, his, his stat line was 37, 5, and 2 on 50, 45, 90. So, like, and, yeah. yeah. Do you guys remember the game against Golden State where he hit that three-pointer from, like, 50 feet out, just, like, jump shot? Just shot it just because he wanted to. It, that was that was one of the greatest shots ever. Cemented for me that I was like, okay, he's a special, special player. I'm like, he is something else. <laughs> all right, but but uh, that that that's all correct and all. But Clay Thompson always guards the best guard on the team. So he typically does, but that's also I feel like because Clay Thompson doesn't have to put in quite as much offensive effort, and that's it's like. Funny. On offense, Clay Thompson essentially just like kind of moves around the court and and shoots. I mean, like meanwhile, Steph Curry and KD are facilitating, uh, and even Draymond. Draymond is a, one of the primary facilitators. Anyway, if we can get to that when we get to the Warriors, what what? Yeah, you know, that that was one of the longest tangents we've had. So, <laughs> so I apologize. Uh, let's see, who do we have? Uh, you want to do the Nuggets or the Bucks first? Up to you, man. The Bucks, I think, are simple. Giannis, Bledsoe. Oh, Middleton. Chris Middleton, yeah, he can play. He's a good player. Um, I think there'll be a second-round exit. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God they, they'll yeah. make it past the first. Who would yeah, the Bucks be playing in the first round? Well, if the playoffs started today, it'd be Cleveland. Okay. okay. Well, that's not going to be the case. 
Like Giannis, Giannis is another player who is better than LeBron. No, he's close. Uh, Giannis is amazing. Yeah, he's like right behind him. Yeah, I, I mean, know. like I get that you don't like LeBron, but Le- like I, I understand the hate against LeBron, but he's still averaging twenty, twenty six, nine and eight. Like he's <laughs> play. Like. I, like, stats, the stats are against me. I agree. The statistics are not on my side here. I agree with you too. I I don't think LeBron is the player that you. I I I I like LeBron, but I don't think LeBron is as good as he's made up to be anymore. I think no, that, not anymore. I don't know, man. I I think I might just be accentuating it. Like um, he he's still he's still good, but like I think he, I think they'll beat the Bucks. I think because the way that he's been playing with Clarkson and. Hood and uh, Nance and uh, George Hill. It reminds me a lot of how, um, well, I, not that I watched the NBA, but just from like who was around him, like in terms of the rosters, it, it looks a lot like the teams in like 2009 and 2010 when Cleveland was winning a lot of games, yeah. losing in like the second round. Um, but I just think now, I think the East, I don't think is strong enough for anyone to beat him. So I think I think LeBron would get past the Bucks. Um so wait, you said you don't think the East is strong enough for anyone to beat him, as in that LeBron is going back to the finals. Yeah, he's going back to the finals, buddy. No, I mean, it, I think it depends on. I, I don't, I don't have faith in Toronto, but Boston yeah, is. Uh, Boston. Boston is good, especially if Hayward comes back. If even if Hayward doesn't come back, they just need to get their shit together a little bit. They've been losing recently, but I think they're still a very good team, and they're they're going to be much better coached than Cleveland. That's for sure. Brad Stevens is amazing. Yeah, and Tyron Lewis. Back to the Bucks, though. Malcolm Brogdon, you know, defensive menace. Hey, how about Fawn Maker? Fawn Maker? Um, uh, absolute, like, he is a prodigy. He really has so much potential. He's long as hell. Scary looking. Yeah, Him and yeah, John Henson. Wait, what did you say, Rod? I said him and John Henson. Okay. Oh yeah. Anyways. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm a fan of the of, of the Bucks play. I I think they're pretty good. Yeah, the Bucks. Um, they're a good team. I think they're going to be a like I said earlier, Sixers, Bucks, and Celtics for the future in the East. Um, I agree with that. Yeah, well, and Giannis is out here trying to recruit LeBron next year. He's um, not going to go to Milwaukee. He won't. But if Giannis said, "I want him to come play next year for the Bucks." Um, but hey, LeBron did pick Giannis in his All Star draft. No, he didn't. He's Wait, on the he didn't. <laughs> he picked Katie. He picked Katie. Oh, he picked. Oh, Giannis yeah. is on Team Steph. Yeah. Damn it! Isn't that that's on in like an hour? No, it's, it's on, on now. Yeah, I have it on my other computer running. God, God damn it! I'm gonna turn this thing on. Yeah, I am too, actually. I'm a. I got a TV right here. I'll, I'll I'll be back in ten seconds. So who's after the Bucks? The Nuggets, right? Oh uh, yeah, Nuggets. Um yeah. While Zach turns his TV on, I'll just say about the Nuggets. I think Nikola Jokic is an amazing player. Um, he is. Um, he's one. I think he's been one of the most. I know we're doing surprises later, but I think just in the NBA the past two years, he's been one of the brighter surprises. He is an amazing passer, amazing rebounder. He can score the ball. Um, and overall, I think the Nuggets are just, they're a well-drafted team. They're a well-coached team. They're one of the best offenses in the league. And uh, they have shooters. They've got Jamal Murray. They have uh, Gary Harris. I know they just, I know they just got rid of Emmanuel Moutier, but he wasn't doing much for them anyway. Um, 
but yeah, Jokic, I think, is a piece that uh, ever since they got rid of Yusuf Nurkic, like, I remember this statistic from last year where after they traded Yusuf Nurkic uh, with Jokic as a starting center, they were the number one offense in the league ahead of Golden State and Houston. So with um, with Nikola Jokic, I think the Nuggets are going to be really good in the future. Um, as for right now, though, when when Millsap back, I think they'll they'll be maybe they'll probably be a first round exit. Um, if they get matched up with San Antonio, though, I think that'll be interesting because I think they're both they're similar teams in system teams as opposed to star uh, star player teams. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that would be an awesome matchup, and uh, I can't believe how much of a win-win that trade was. Yeah, Moutier. Who is it for? Moutier for who? Uh, here, let me look it up. Uh, Nurkic trade. But yeah, aside from that, uh, Mason Plumlee's been great for them, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Kenneth Reed, the Manimal. Yeah, the Manimal. Like he's, he's been falling off, I think, the past few years, though, hasn't he? Yeah, a little bit. He's still good. The Manimal, he just... He, he's an electric player. He's like he's Tristan bad. Thompson, sort of. Yeah, he's he's good. Yeah, Zach, we just covered the Nuggets. I just said that I think they're going to be pretty good in the future, which is a beast. Yeah, I, I heard the most part of it. it I I don't know. I don't have as, quite as much faith in the Nuggets, but... Yeah, yeah I, 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 I want to see him with Millsap again. Okay, who do we have next? Uh, I'm just we... watching Kevin Hart introduce these these players. players right now, man. He Draymond Green coming out here, Lillard coming out here. Kevin Hart is is a short, short man. Yeah, I'm He's trying like to five two, I think. I'm trying yeah, to hunt Kevin, down a live stream online. Come on, Kevin. Kevin, why didn't Kevin take some growth hormones? <laughs> okay, who do we have next? Ooh, the Pacers. Uh, Victor Oladipo is a bright surprise this year. Um, most I like Oladipo. Yeah, I don't know, man. They don't have a lot around Oladipo, though. They they got. It is not That's true. They got Lance. Oh yeah, Lance make him dance. Lance Stevenson is so fun to watch. <laughs> he um, he plays street ball on an NBA court. He actually he just does whatever he wants. He throws wild passes. He does weird dribbles. He doesn't care. <laughs> he really, he really is not a professional basketball player. He's he's a he's a street ball player playing in professional basketball. Exactly. Like he, he really, I don't know, man. But Victor Oladipo, I mean, he kind of disappointed in the dunk contest, but oh, yeah, he he's choked. had an amazing season. Yeah, he he definitely choked up in the dunk contest. Um. I yeah, was expecting bigger things from Victor, and then he had a really nice first dunk attempt that he couldn't make. Yeah, he his first dunk was in extremely like good, but he couldn't finish it. And then his second dunk, the Black Panther one, I enjoyed when he yeah, when he finally made it. Geez. <laughs> he missed the first one from that one too. I know he he's been struggling. <laughs> Yeah, but I think yeah, the Pacers, they're unfortunately also, they're one of those franchises that they're not going to be looking to, they're not going to attract any free agents, and they're also probably not going to um, get a high pick. So Yeah, they're stuck in between right now. Yeah. They're going to have to develop, like, TJ Leaf and keep developing Oladipo, make some trade moves. Yeah, they're going to have to do some 
kind of abstract out outside the box kind of moves to progress Probably their franchise. Have to trade a pick and some bonus for a higher pick or something like that. Oh, yeah, or some bonus. Do, do you guys do yeah, you guys think Arvidas could have been one of the best of all time? That he's a that that's an interesting case. I've seen multiple people say that if he had played throughout the nineties. But my issue with that is I just feel like international players like I feel like you can't even though if you're really good internationally, I just feel like the NBA is more difficult because you're playing against such like the talent level that you're playing against is much higher. So I think Arvidas would have been a good player in the NBA, but I don't think he would have been as good as some people say. Yeah, I mean. Until you prove yourself in in the league, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there's no real substance to that. But uh, let's see who who's up next. Ooh, Thunder. Oh, the Thunder. Yeah, we touched on this earlier, but Carmelo Anthony's sort of a black hole problem for them. Oh yeah, um, he just needs to commit to being a spot up shooter. I agree, and he needs to work like at least give some effort defensively. Yeah, he he's sort of. Like he's he's strong. Like I don't know why. Like he could, if he really wanted to, he could he could defend against like you know twos and threes. But um, only only three, mace mostly threes. Sorry, he's but, just kind of like a pawn out there on defense. Like he sort of can just be. I don't know. He's he's just he, people can just go around him like he's not even there. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, I I don't know. The Thunder, the Thunder got Paul George, and I think that they will keep him. Yeah, that is, I, I agree with that. I think they'll keep him as well. I think what I think though, what they really need to do though, I think they need to. Uh, I'm not sure who the player would be, but I think they need a move to get a player who's better than Carmelo Anthony, um, if they really want to do something. Because this experiment thing that they like Westbrook and Paul George, like there's only so that that duo, there's only like that duo can only take you so far. Because neither of them are, you know, neither of them are among the best NBA superstars. Maybe if they could make a move for, I mean, like, this is obviously far-fetched, but if they could get a player like Anthony Davis or something like that, then they'd be in I mean, position to actually win a championship, possibly. Why are, why are you guys hating on Westbrook so much today when he's the former MVP? I mean, yeah, he, he struggles getting his team to wins sometimes, but at the same time when he has good help, like with Durant, that they were contenders. Every year, yeah. year, I mean, oh, I, I think, think we we're just trying to push back against your old Braun hate. Oh yeah, yeah. The only reason I was shitting on Westbrook is because the LeBron hate was getting getting quite thick. <laughs> I, I feel that. I, I, yeah, I think it's a good player. Down. I like Westbrook a lot. I think, I just think Westbrook. I really want him to just focus on developing his outside shot. Yeah. Because uh, then I really think he'll like. He's one of those players who's been in the league for a long time, but I still feel hasn't taken the final step. Um, like, cause you know, like all these other players, like you feel like, you feel like Steph is like as good as like, he's, he's so good to where like, he's going to be this good for a long time. I just feel like Westbrook just needs to be able to shoot consistently. Cause that way, like he'll just be able to do so much more. Um, but I, I mean, I don't think Westbrook and Paul George are going to be able to top either the Rockets or the Warriors. So yeah, especially now that Andre Robertson is out, he, he was really yeah. important to that team. Yeah. He cannot shoot. He can, he's an offensive liability, but. He's a good defender. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think, I think that if Westbrook can get a consistent shooting percentage at all, then he would be so deadly. Like we're talking about 
What? How many triple doubles did he get last year? Like 50? 41. Oh, 42? He broke the record, 42. God. Just 41. So he had 42. And then he averaged 31, 11, and 10, I think. Something like that. He has a bunch of triple doubles again this year. Yeah, he already has, I think, like, what, 15 or something? 15, 16? That's insane. Like, he has a 29%. Uh, he's 29% from free pointer, though. That's not great. No, it's not. <laughs> he was 34 last year, so that's down. Yeah, 30, yeah he, he's down, but I mean, it's Westbrook. He, consistency is one thing you shouldn't expect from Westbrook. Hmm. You can expect effort and hustle and, you know, ferociousness, but <clears throat> consistency. Yeah, that, that's, I mean, I think last year he only shot 42% from the field, which is fairly low, so. Yeah, well, that's what you get when you're taking that many shots. Yeah, he has a few sure games this year where he, sorry, what were you saying, Arad? Last year he didn't have, he didn't have much of an option, like he really had to, he had to do some crazy stuff last year. But, True. but this year, I mean, he's, he's chucking shots up, like, he'll shoot 40 a game. And you know, put up like twenty five points. That's not exactly efficient. Yeah, I like Westbrook, but I think he all like it's weird because Westbrook is the reason. Like you either live or die by Westbrook. Yeah. With with them, um, but yeah, I mean, he's he's basically the he's always the story for the Thunder. I feel like. So. Yeah, that's true. And that's the and Thunder. Paul George has been a very effective contributor, and I, I think that you know. I think he'll keep. Uh, I think he'll definitely stay in Oklahoma, and I think they'll continue to progress. Yep. Uh, well, now we're getting getting into our second magical team. We have the Washington Wizards. All right. So, Ryan, you weren't liking the Wizards no. much earlier. So, why don't you continue with what you were saying there? Yeah, so I, I should probably preface this by saying my brother is a massive fan of the Wizards, and I don't really like him, so that's probably feeding. <laughs> Sorry, oh Zach, God. but, you know, I don't really feel you. It's a personal thing. It, it is a personal thing with the Wizards. But, yeah, I I, I think they're a pretty good team. I, I really like John Wall. I think he's a top-five point guard, which is a lot of – there's a lot of competition for that, but I think he's in the top five. But I really don't like Bradley Beal. I feel like he's way too inconsistent. I think Bradley Beal's good. Uh, he's good. He's good. He's just not an all-star level. Even though he's an all-star this year. He's totally an all-star level. Like, have you seen his... No, he's like just below it. No, he, Bradley Beal is a... He is a star, man. He is a good, good damn player. Like, if you watch... defense and give buckets. Like, he can play. In my opinion. Okay, maybe I'm wrong about Bradley Beal. I think the locker room dysfunction would be the one thing that's holding the Wizards back because, like, literally they they think it's funny and and they they joke and tweet after the game, uh, after games where they play well without John, and they'll be like, "Great team win," and they'll be like at at John Wall, and he'll be like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> uh, okay, I'm injured. I get it. And like, like he's like, damn, okay, you guys really want me gone? Then fine. Like, seriously, the John Wall disrespect is is not fair. Especially because he bought them all Rolexes for uh, he did for Christmas. Oh, wow. That's expensive. 
He bought each of he bought him each he brought all of his teammates a Rolex for Christmas. Every Why? single just cause, just cause they're his teammates for Christmas. He was just being a nice guy. And they still hate on him. They don't love him. You yeah, gotta, you gotta stop buying them shit, my man John. You, you come on, dude. You like, gotta was, know when they're hating. There was this video that went uh, that surfaced when like DeRozan. Someone asked Demar Derozan if he got his teammates anything for Christmas, and Sergi Baco was like, "You ain't get us anything. I want to go play with John Wall." <laughs> <laughs> so um, the Wizards, yeah, I think I heard a rumor at the trade deadline that they were in in the DeAndre Jordan sweepstakes. I think that would have helped them, but. I think again, Wizards are similar to the Blazers, where they're just one piece away. Uh, they need another player. Yeah, but they're very good. I really like their backcourt. I like both John Wall and Bradley Beal. So yeah, and I really like Markeith Morris. It's just you know I don't really like Bradley Beal for some reason. And Gortat, he's getting. <laughs> didn't Gortat say he was getting ready to retire? The Polish hammer, Marcin. Yeah, he he like said I want to go retire in Orlando or something. He's thirty four. He shouldn't retire. Well, th- I mean, that's what he was saying. He's been in the league since 2005, my guy. He's done literally nothing in the league. Damn. And he's a Mark. double player, so. Marcin, I didn't know he was going. Gone too soon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Good old Marcin Gortat. Anyway, yeah, the, the Wizards' only story, I think, is just, uh, they they just have a lot of drama, I think. Yeah. They've been dramatic, though, honestly. Like, if you have been following them for a little bit now, like, Bradley Beal and John Wall have had some animosity. They've had, they've had, some, they've had some beef, yeah. It's they've been like, there. No. Yeah, that's the that. only year, I think, where they were kind of happy was the year that uh, Paul Pierce hit that game winner. <laughs> yep. He said, I, did you call bank? I called I, I called, called game. game, bro. Yeah. That's all for the Wizards, I think. Yeah. I just saw on TV Joel Embiid's dunk on Russell Westbrook that is just an absolute (laughs) murder. It's a murder. Chris Move. That was a crime scene, man. Like that, Westbrook just got put on life support, just completely, just done. Goodness, that was, he should not have been trying to take a charge there. So who's after the Wizards, Ryan? Uh, let me see. Oh, we got the Cavs. That's interesting. The Cavs? Um, you know, they're the Cavs. They have a problem every year. Won't win the finals. Not much to say. Yeah. I mean, after the trades, they've definitely gotten better. They've gotten younger, more athletic, and I think Dan Gilbert has something to work with after uh, LeBron leaves, especially because they have the Brooklyn pick. But yeah. as far as this year goes, I don't think they're a story. I think they're just... Like, they were a story when they were having all their problems, but now, like, they're going to be a good team up until the playoffs. I think they'll either – they'll get to the conference finals or the finals, and if they get to the finals, they'll lose to either Houston or Golden State. Yeah. I'll save my uh, I'll save my judgment on on the Cavs. You've already heard a lot of my hate. Coming on the Cavs, LeBron. Coming on the other Yeah, players. like, how about the other right, Their new additions I'll, – I'll, I'll be positive. The new additions look good. Like – Honestly, like, poor Isaiah Thomas, because he was one of my favorite players in the league last year. But he was garbage. It really does seem like he was at the heart of some of their issues if he leaves and they start doing better. Um, And he starts playing better in in L.A. as well immediately. So that's some evidence. And, I mean, 
Uh, yeah, the the new guys, Rod, Rodney Hood, Clarkson, they they're really Nance, they're settling in, man. And uh, who else we got? Like, um, I don't know. We got the typical Cavs core. I just don't like how they have. I don't know. They LeBron just handpicks his team every single year, and he basically just does this whole NBA All Star draft every year with his team, and then he just. I don't know, man. It's it's kind of crap, but it was you know. You know Jeff Green. Okay. Jeff Green's actually been really good for them this year. Jeff Green, J.R. Smith has revived all of a sudden since the trade. He's hitting all of his crazy shots again. Well, he Tristan does high. energy. So you know, I think the Cavs will be okay. Just I don't know. I, I'm the only thing. The my concern with them is that uh, the, all their their new players, other than uh, George Hill, don't have any playoff experience. So I just feel like it might be difficult to rely on them late in the season. Like you know, like if you're like in a tough six or seven game series, I feel like they might. Um, the moment it might get too big for them. That I th- that would be my main worry if I'm if I'm a Cleveland fan. Well, when's the last t- when's the last time a LeBron team went to uh, seven games outside of the finals? Uh, he went seven with the Pacers in 2014. Yeah, so it's been forever. Jeez. Yeah, 14. before because the East has been so bad ever since then. Yeah. Um, but I know the Nets took him to year, six, but that this was year a... LeBron's going to have trouble, man. Yeah, East is better this year. Um, because he has messed up with the the Bucks are an issue. The Pacers aren't, or not the. I guess the Pacers aren't really an issue. No, it's because they have more players. But the Bucks, I think, are an issue just because they're, they're so long, they're yeah. so athletic. Um, the Sixers could be an issue just because of matchups with Embiid and Simmons. They could take them to six. Um, the Celtics obviously are good. The Raptors, I know a lot of people don't give them any credit, but this year. Their offense is different. Their bench is playing better. Dwayne Casey yeah. still is a coach. So yeah. I mean, you can't you can't ignore the Raptors. Like they they are they are there. They they are number one. Forty one past Boston, man. This is the first time in the Raptors franchise history that they're number one at the break, and it's also the first time in Rockets franchise history that they're number one at the break. So. I like it, man. I like how I I really do enjoy that. Uh, the Rockets and Raptors have both outplayed the Warriors and the Cavs. And uh, I really hope that that'll continue into the postseason, even though I know I can't expect it. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't. Harden DeRozan NBA Finals matchup would be one to watch, except the or, Rockets kill him. Yeah. Or Kyrie, Kyrie and Harden in the Finals would be phenomenal. Even though the Rockets yeah, I mean, would still kill them. I hope I hope the Rockets win. <laughs> I'd love uh, to see the yeah, Rockets win. James Harden. James Harden is so much fun to watch. He's I'm cool. on the James Harden bandwagon all the way. He is my favorite player in the NBA right now. Yeah. Anyways, I, 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 I would uh, love to see a Raptors cast. 76ers series. Anyways, after who's after what were we doing? Cleveland? Who's after Cleveland? Uh, who's after Cleveland? Ooh, we got the Timberwolves. That's going to be fun. Yes, that's my team. Okay, the Timberwolves. Uh, An issue with them is I feel like we have good players. I just don't think that we have enough to compete with any of the best teams in the West. Um, Andrew Wiggins, I think, is he's good. He's a good player. He's a little bit of a disappointment. He still hasn't developed into a defender. We, I think, the team relies too much on Jimmy Butler's perimeter defense. Um, Jimmy and Cat are a great duo, but I think also they just. They have Jamal Crawford on their bench, but other than him, I don't think that they have much. And then 
Like, I mean, they, they're just one of those teams that's also just almost there. Um, I feel like they would need another they, – they would just need Andrew Wiggins to become better. But I don't think that he's just going to do that after the break. So I think they'll probably be a second-round exit. Um, they'll probably lose to the Spurs, Thunder. They have um, the future, though. They do have a future. When Towns, is, when Towns develops even more, they'll be a problem. Towns, Wiggins, man, like they got a squad going forward. Yeah, and I think Butler, Jimmy Butler's what twenty seven, so he'll be good for you know a few few more years. So yeah, they've got they've got something to work with. Yeah, and they've got great depth too. Like they, they, I only see really like three players on their team that couldn't start on our guys. Like Shabazz Muhammad is amazing. Uh, Jamal Crawford. Okay, to trade though, Shabazz Muhammad wants to leave. Oh, he does. Oh. He, said, he oh. said he's tired of the role. He said he doesn't want to be there for his role. He said his role is uh. just. It's getting too or big Shabazz. for it. Yeah, Shabazz is he's probably gonna he's probably gonna be gone. Um then they have like they have a they have some random players. They've got like Naaman Yabayalitsa and He's good. Jamal Crawford is obviously always he's always entertaining and he's always he can always give you a few buckets. Yeah, he's so, not doing too well this season. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. He, he's a big he's a he's a big moment player, I feel like, so when he scores 10 a game, they almost always win. I saw a statistic about that that was like, yeah, it was talking about his his production off the bench uh, comparatively to their win percentage. So can still always, yeah, he can still, uh, he can still always dance on him. He can always dance. Mm-hmm. Oh, Westbrook pulled the stupid threes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, uh, Rod, your TV's way behind mine. Did he just shoot? Bro, I just I just saw Embiid got to get an and one dunk on Andre Drummond. Oh god. I'm still trying Dude, to find a live stream. This is so funny to watch Kyrie and LeBron together and then Russell Westbrook and Durant together. It's so weird how the duos did that, because like Curry has Kyle and Dur- Curry has Lowry and DeRozan <laughs> and, and then like has something. LeBron just blocked he just blocked someone's pass. Like so far into the backcourt. Why do you do that? Douche. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Jonathan Hooper, no big force to the... All Anyways, right. stay on topic while this game is on in the, yeah, sorry. In the background. Okay. So the Wolves, my, my opinion on the Wolves, though, is that they really are the the future of the West, I think. Like, when all these players mature, I really, really like the Timberwolves going forward. Yeah, definitely. And they like they have a lot of great young players too. Even after getting rid of uh, Chris Dunn and Zach Levine, like they obviously they have their core, but they also have players like Tyus Jones and Gorgie Dang is great. Yep. Yeah. Sure. I, I feel like they. Uh, I feel like Zach. Um, I don't know. I miss Zach Levine a little bit, but Jimmy Butler is better. So. Yeah. Uh, that's Timberwolves. Uh, next we have the. Uh, let's see. Do we want to do them? Yeah, let's do them. The Spurs. Uh, the Spurs are a boring franchise. Kawhi. The only interesting thing about them, I think, this year is that Kawhi's injury is very mysterious, and they can't really figure out what's wrong with him. But he, um, when the Spurs are always the Spurs, I just think that the Spurs are unfortunately caught in like a. The Spurs are like the t- when there's no prohibitive favorite to win the championship, the Spurs are the favorite. But since we've had Golden State the past few years, um, I feel like San Antonio hasn't been given their opportunity to win one. I feel like when uh, when and like if if the Golden State dynasty falls off in the next few years, then the Spurs will be back. But I don't think that anything's going to be happening anytime soon. 
with them. I think it's really interesting how the Spurs have actually sustained like pretty good play without Kawhi, though. Hey, I found like, a live stream. Yes. Aha. Hey, Pirates. Ryan, Ryan, what's the score in your live stream? Are uh, you behind or? Uh, I'm at five to four, and it just passed nine fifty-five left. Uh, oh man, you guys are both way behind me. Westbrook just hit a three, and it's nine to eight to uh, Team LeBron. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm watching online as well. So. <laughs> uh, Harden, step back. Oh, oh, that was not good. I'll My wait man, James to Harden. See that. I love him. Yeah. So what will well, the Spurs, right? You the Spurs. Yeah, the Spurs. I just think it's really impressive, though, how even without a lot of, you know, their typical, you know, I mean, not typical, just Kawhi, really. They, they still, you know. It's because the system is impenetrable. Their system is amazing. They have Lamarcus playing at his best now. Um, yeah. I think Lamarcus is good. I think he really needed a bounce back year to show that last year was just sort of, you know, a bad year, and he's done that. So, yeah, they just they just get out and perform every single year. It's it's really impressive. They're very 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 consistent. Um, so, hmm. when do you think Pop is going to retire? Never. Not he until can't. death. He really shouldn't. I feel like once he goes, that's that franchise is gonna happen. Interesting, but the one I saw the rumor that Manu Ginobili is gonna replace him as the head coach. If that happens, then I feel like the system might be able to stay intact. <laughs> I almost spit out my water. <laughs> no, no, no that's, that's legit. What I heard, I heard that Manu Ginobili is that'd be awesome. The, the head coaching position. I think that would work out. But if that if if it's someone who doesn't already know the system extremely well, I feel like the Spurs would change as a franchise which I think would be uh, bad for them. But I think Popovich will probably stick around for maybe another, probably until, not Kawhi retires, but until Kawhi is out of his prime, probably. Bro, Tim Duncan could come and coach. Oh, that'd be, that'd be yeah. the best. What if, what if they get a coaching core of Tim Duncan, Manu, and Tony Parker? <laughs> yeah, what, what if they just got a triumvirate? <laughs> the big three just comes and coaches Kawhi. They essentially did that when they won their last ring. It was just like the three of them and Pop just coaching Kawhi. They're like, here, Kawhi, this is how you stop LeBron. And Kawhi was like, okay. Oh, Embiid just, uh, man. Embiid's a funny guy, dude. Did you Have you guys seen him dribbling up the court yet? Point center Embiid. It's, it's pretty funny. He just takes the ball and, and he just dribbled around for like so long. They're, they're playing so fast-paced, man. Like, it's, they're, they're yeah, I was hoping a for a little more defense. I kind of like it. Yeah, I like it, actually. I like the way it's being played. Um, it's, but anyways. It's uh, looking we, were on, we were on who? What team? We were on the Celtics next, right? Uh, Yeah, let's go Celtics. Yeah, I mean, the Celtics are... Yeah. Um, Man, the Celtics... This this is my team. I'm a, I'm a pretty big Celtics fan, and I was so excited at the beginning of the year when they just seemed undefeatable. Like, they just had a groove going. I think they won, what, like 14 in a row? I thought it was at 16. One point, 15 in a row, okay. Yeah, they. I mean, they were on fire. And now they've just really cooled down, unfortunately. And uh, I don't know. It's like, it's a little sad to see. But at the same time, they'll get it going again. And really, though, I think Kyrie needs to be more aggressive for the Celtics. Like, 
Kyrie Irving, with the Cavs, he had free range, and he would just kind of go and, and, and dribble and do anything he wanted. I mean, and now with the Celtics, it seems as if he's being a lot more passive. He's not really looking for a shot as much. He's averaging far fewer points. I don't know. Like, I feel like he could step it up just that much more when the playoffs come around, but we'll see. What do you guys think? Um, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I think Kyrie just needs oh, to... <laughs> what did you guys just see? I just saw LeBron, like, jump on top of Embiid's back. Yes. Yes, LeBron just almost destroyed Embiid. He's going to hurt him. He's going to hurt him. He's going to hurt him so he doesn't have to see him in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I think um, Kyrie, I think, needs to take over. Just, I think, needs to not think so much about um, whatever it may be, like how the earth is flat and all that stuff. And just, <laughs> he just needs to focus on, I think, like, nothing's different about them. I just feel like because their core is so young, like, they have, they're, you know, they're relying heavy on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I just feel like, um, you know, obviously there's people hit that rookie wall. And uh, I just feel like, they're going to need a little bit more time to just get back and just, you know, just feel it again. I think the break will be good for them. And I feel like they'll go on a strong push after, after the all-star break. And I think they'll, they'll probably finish as either the first or second seed. Um, I agree. I don't see them, I mean, I don't see them falling to three. Nah. And, and Jalen Brown was looking amazing in the rising stars challenge he had 35 points. Yeah. Oh, he, was, he was insane. Like he, he was jumping out the gym. Tatum looked pretty good. So I don't know. I mean, I, I have a lot of faith in them. I think that currently they're my team to come out of the East. Um, but, you know, most people your probably team. would beg to differ. They yeah. are your team, so that is fair. But. Yeah, but at the same time, like, just objectively, I think that they, I don't know, they don't match up well against the Cavs, though. Yeah, and the problem is you can't judge the Cavs on the regular season because every time they just blow themselves out of the water in the playoffs. They, playoffs. they become a whole different team come May. Yeah. Yeah. But no, so, Al, Al Horford's been amazing for them. Who? Al Horford. Oh my mm-hmm. god. <laughs> <laughs> Al Horford. Al Horford's a very versatile player. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. 13, 5, and 7. Those are pretty good averages. Yeah. Um, Al Horford's a very, very good player. But, wait, he's only averaging what, around? 13 points, 5 assists, oh. 7 rebounds. Yeah, but How he... are you an all-star when you average 13 points, though? Because he has awesome pick-and-roll numbers, and he has great BPM. <laughs> like, he's a better okay. pick-and-roll player, player than Kyrie. Uh... You can't really judge that when Kyrie's the one running the picks. Like, Kyrie's the one that's actually directing everything. Yeah, and he's the one screening everybody. Yeah, but that's As someone who's played a lot of basketball, the screener is a much easier job than the ball handler in that exchange. Like, the ball handler is forced to make a plethora of on-spot decisions. They have tons and tons of options. To, to do with the ball. I mean, like, I don't know. I just, Kyrie, he's he's the foundation of that team. I think Horford, he's having, he's definitely having a revival and he's having a good year, but like, it's hard to argue with people who say that he might have not deserved 
this all-star spot. I don't, I don't well, I mean, who else would you have put in? Like, Ben Simmons should be an all-star over, in my opinion, Ben Simmons should be an all-star over Goran Dragic, Al Horford, and even Kemba Walker. I, I like, I mean, Kemba I made it? kind of do agree with that. Kemba shouldn't like, have made it. Like, he's averaging 18, 7, and 8 as a rookie. Like, That's impressive as hell, yeah. Goran Dragic is averaging 17 points and 4 assists, but he's an all-star. Like, I don't, really don't understand that, but, I mean, it is what it is. I didn't know Kemba was in the All Star game. He he definitely yeah. shouldn't be. Kemba's replacing what's his name, Chris Stapps. Oh no, Kemba Dave, yeah, definitely Ben Simmons over him. He was a deserved All Star last year. Yeah. yeah, last year he deserved it. Uh, not this year. No, this year he has not been quite the same. I'm so I'm very upset that the All Star game got decimated by injuries. Like we don't get to see Chris Stapps, Kevin Love, Demarcus Cousins, John Wall. Yeah, it was right before it too. Pretty disappointing. Yeah, like, and the replacements I just think are lackluster, like Andre Drummond, Kemba Walker, Goran Dragic, and I mean Paul George, Andre Drummond are fine. Goran Dragic. They let so many people who aren't all stars be all stars. Yeah, I mean they had to choose somebody. Like, I know, but like it's just frustrating that all these players get the title of all star when they're not deserving. Yeah, rather than having 24 All-Stars, we have 28 now. Yeah. Well, that's why you only look at the All-NBA teams and not the All-Stars. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we can get through these final few teams just so we can talk about the All-NBA yeah. selections. So uh, now we've got the Raptors. Um, They're playing better this year. Their bench is better. They're a good regular season team. Dwayne Casey's coaching well. Um, DeMar DeRozan, I think, is having a better season. He's shooting more threes. He's already made more threes so far than he has in any season of his career. He's a, yeah, he's a good player. I think I think DeRozan. Um, the only thing I think missing from his game really is that he doesn't really make plays for other people. I think he scores more. But this year he's you have, you have Kyle Lowry to do that. Yeah, Kyle Lowry is next to him. That is true. Kyle Lowry, I feel like is he's playing well, but I don't think he's like like I don't think he's an All Star caliber player. Well, would you um, take him Lowry over John Wall? One of those guys that struggles when it gets to playoff time. Yeah, he consistently, he always struggles in the playoffs. Poor you, guy, just, yeah, he, he, for some reason, just doesn't end up getting it done once the playoffs come around, but hopefully he can change that this year. Yeah. Would yeah. you would you take him over uh, John Wall right now? No. Kyle Lowry, I would not take over John Wall. No. Hmm. Never. I, I just, I think John Wall had, oh my God, LeBron just shot one from like almost freaking half court and just bricked it. LeBron, you can't shoot. You're garbage. You don't deserve. To okay, be okay, okay. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. <laughs> let's let's uh, let's debate why LeBron shouldn't be an All Star. No, <laughs> no. I'm Junis has been really good for the Raptors. Uh, yes, he has been. Like, I always think he's going to take his next step, but he can never get his fouls under control. Jonas Valanciunas. He's a he's a good player and and like we we talked about uh, at the very beginning of the podcast, uh, Norman Powell has been a good contributor. We got um, gosh, who else on the on a uh, Pascal up in the sixth? Up in the sixth. Oh yeah, yeah, Pascal Pascal Siakam, um, Fred Van Vliet. They're a good team. They have they have a good Van Vliet. They're playing. They have a uh, what's it called? They have a uh, they have more of a free flowing offense this year. They're not playing as much isolation, so I think that's pretty good. I think um, I think they could be an actual uh, 
I think this year they might push Cleveland or Boston, whoever it may be, to a, a tough six, um, maybe seven. So how do you guys feel about DeMar DeRozan being a crip? Oh, yeah, that's that's definitely, like, he's so actually he, Compton. So he is, a, is openly and, you know, vocally a Compton crip. Yep. That's yeah, kind of sketchy. And I think that's that's a little a little dangerous. Is that a problem in the locker room that Demar Derozan <laughs> is throwing up gang signs every time he hits a three pointer? I don't know. I think they have enough diversity in their locker room for it not to matter. You know, they've got okay. Tunis from Lithuania. They got Serge Ibaka from Africa. Pascal's they don't. They don't judge. From, they yeah. don't judge each other. They're like, yeah, you can be a crib. Yeah. It's okay. And Kyle Lowry is, I think, where is where is Kyle Lowry from? Uh, he played for Villanova, so I think he's from like, Philly. Yeah, he's from Philly, yeah. So, um, uh, Ryan, do you know about DeRozan being a crip? I did not know that. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> okay, you're going to have to do your research on that because Lamar DeRozan, he, he is a Compton crip. He went to Compton High School, okay, in obviously Compton, California. And um, he, uh, obviously growing up in, you know, in that area, had a really, really tough childhood. And a lot of his like relatives were m- murdered and killed in gang violence. And, As you do. Uh, then he, basically, the Crips stepped up to protect uh, Demar Derozan because they knew that he was an athlete, and they w- they essentially wanted him to be able to get out and make a better life for himself. So uh, yeah, he's been he, he the Crips took he was he went to Compton High School. And he was a McDonald's All-American there. And uh, the rest is history, essentially. And he's still pretty loyal to his boys over in Compton. Yeah, sounds um, like he had a good experience with them. Yeah, I mean, they, they treated Ooh, him dang. well. That was a good dunk. So, so DeRozan is the main story for the Raptors, as usual. Yeah, he's, he's really, really impressive. Him, his play, his history, his mid-range shooting. Compton, baby. Yeah. Don't fuck with the Compton Chris, man. Ain't nothing to fuck with. That leaves who? That leaves Houston and Golden State, right? Yeah, so I suppose we should take uh, take a trip out to Compton to talk about them. Oh. (laughs) Compton and Golden State are not. They're close. close to each other. Uh, Isn't Golden State in Oakland? Oakland. Golden State's in Oakland. Compton's in LA. Oh, crap. Yeah, you're right. Compton's in L.A. Oh, my yeah, bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're both poor. You're good. You're good. Well, Houston is amazing. Uh, Wait, I'm let's... pretty impressed. I thought we were going to start on Golden State. Yeah, I thought Houston's so, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, don't disrespect. We're going in We're going in reverse order. Reverse I, win percentage order. So let the Rockets be the finisher. Because they are the stars, baby. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, State. Okay, yeah, yeah. Golden State, I mean, they got obviously four All Stars for the second year in a row. I think that that's the first time that that's ever been done. Probably. Uh, I mean, KD and Steph are both having really solid seasons again. Clay is leading the entire league in three point percentage. So, again, with the Warriors, there's not much you can really. I, there's not much you can really critique them for. They they have a full, you know, balanced system. And yep. uh, yeah, what what do you what else do you guys have to say? 
I think Golden State, they don't have any issue as far as their play goes. I just think that the only issue with them is that they need to get um, some of the technical fouls and ejections and stuff under control because I know Durant and Draymond are like the leaders in ejections and technical fouls. Steve Kerr is leading all coaches with five. Um, People but don't I mean, like them. When yeah, you can when you can when you can play the way that they can play, then I you know they're they can afford to do that stuff, and it really doesn't even matter. Like they can lose a player and they'll still win. They can like people are not, people are not fans of them. I mean, like they'll they'll throw they'll throw Draymond out of a game just for looking like donkey. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're like they're. I mean, there's nothing to worry about with them. Like they'll they're kind of the only like. The conference finals this year, I just think, are going to be so interesting because I, I really think that if Houston has it going on, like if Houston really, really has it going on all cylinders and James Harden and Chris Paul don't um, don't uh, fall to their past playoff yeah. forms, then uh, we're going to have a really interesting West. The Western Conference playoffs are going to be amazing as it is with Minnesota, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, Golden yeah, State. Yeah, bro. I mean, like, and, and you know, uh, what's their face? Um, the Rockets are going to be there this year, man. Like, other years, Golden State, you know, they've had a cakewalk until they meet Cleveland. The Rockets are here. Yeah. Like, they're, they're a problem. They're a contender. They're a legitimate contender. Oh, yeah. That is the thing that I love about this 2017-2018 NBA season is that uh, rather than having pretenders with the Cavs and the Warriors, we have contenders. We got yeah. real teams who honestly sleep on the Raptors. Go ahead and sleep on the Raptors, who are currently leading the East. I mean, like, come on. Like, like they haven't done this before. And I yeah. think that the Raptors could really make some noise this year. People Here's don't... what I say about the Raptors, to just to yeah. go off that, Zach. The Raptors and the Warriors are the only two teams with a top five offense and top five defense. So the Raptors, I think, are for real as well this year. So I agree with that. Like this season has been one of the first seasons since I think the twenty, like you know, maybe twenty fourteen season when it's like when there have been legitimate, like maybe four teams that could actually win the championship. Like yeah. I, it's really lopsided for Toronto. Like they have the smallest odds, but like you know, if there's an injury in the West and then Cleveland just doesn't have it together, like obviously Toronto has a shot. Um, so yeah. I'm really hoping that something can happen this year to make it so that neither Golden State nor Cleveland are in the finals. Like yeah. I would, I would, I would love to watch a Houston, Houston, Boston NBA Finals. Kyrie and Harden, that would be a lot of fun. Houston, Boston would be so fun. I mean, Houston, Houston and the Raptors. Because you have backcourts that are going at it. You have Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan versus James Harden. Obviously, James Harden and Chris Paul are a little bit better, but. Still, like the matchup would be there. I would hate to see and Boston I'll... in the finals. You would hate it. Yeah, you guys have I, way I too many freaking championships. You guys have no, had enough. Boston is Boston's my squad, Ryan. Don't come at them, man. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see Jalen Brown be Finals MVP. Hmm. I think it'd be a cool story because, like, rather than LeBron making eight straight finals, it would be Kyrie making four straight. Um, Thanks. That'd be cool, and then and then, um, and then people yeah. can reveal how Kyrie was actually just carrying LeBron <laughs> to all those. Players. I hope that that's be, not that be, what you think. That would hey, be a no, real no. theory, though. People would go who, in all the on that. People who hit the shot? Off. Who hit the shot? <laughs> yeah, who carried him from the bench? Uh, who did carry them from the bench? No, I'm sorry, that was stupid. I I was trying to refer to uh, Kyrie going out in the first game of the finals, but. 
you know. That was before. I'm talking about when Kyrie hit the game-winning shot, man. When Kyrie hit the finals clinching shot. Uh, okay, thank you, Skip Bayless. Now, uh, moving on to... <laughs> I'm I'm not skip. If anything, I, if anything, that blasphemous, and I'm more of a Stephen A. But okay, <laughs> okay. Well, that's not much better. Oh my god, Blast. Skip Bayless is the worst. Oh yeah. my god, Skip Bayless is the worst. Skip he, Bayless is annoying and doesn't know what he's talking about. It's a bad combination. Skip Skip Bayless has such like, oh my god, his opinions are just like his oh. third best player of all time is Shaq. <laughs> Shaq. Uh, Jack isn't even a top, top five center ever. Time. My top, my top three all time are. Uh, LeBron uh, better be in this. Yeah. We're, my top three, honestly, Jordan one. Um, God, who would I? I'd put Kareem number two, man. And then number three would probably be Wilt. Oh. Wilt, I think, would be my number three. Why, Ryan? Who are you? Who are you feeling in that talk? Uh, I'll save mine for when we can get into a real discussion about the okay, all, sure. best players yeah, of all time. Because I, I have, yeah, I have well, a lot to. Say, he would probably say LeBron, and that he wouldn't want to get into it right now. Well, no, <laughs> no, no, he's Ryan, not the best right now. Hot on LeBron? No, man. I'm not. I think uh, Cream is better than him, but not Michael. Cream and Jordan are no question better than him. And then obviously, no, you have the no, I, I just. Michael What'd Jordan's not better than him. Than LeBron? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Think I'm LeBron not, is better yeah. than Michael Jordan. Yeah, we we need to talk about this more. Like I, I can build. I think that Ryan. I I can build a long case for why that is, but. They're not. Okay. There's there's way too much to talk about between LeBron and Jordan. You'd have to go into like playoff yeah. series. And... You would almost have to go into their finals records. No, you okay? We're not gonna. We're gonna. I'm gonna put a lid on this right now. We, yeah, we need yeah, to yeah. talk about the, the Rockets. It's just a long conversation, LeBron and Jordan. Fine. Okay, but, so um, Rockets. Yeah. The Rockets. Okay. Yes. Uh, legit contenders. Love them. Love their backcourt. Love their defenders. I like Quinn Capella. I hate Ryan Anderson. Yeah. Um, what? Hey, no. Ryan Anderson disrespect won't be tolerated. Actually, dude, he had that one dunk, but that man cannot play inside the arc. Dude, who cares? He just wets threes. And by the way, his wife, like he, he lost his wife to like suicide, oh, like that, five or six sad. years ago, and he bounced back so 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 strong. He's like he is an Iron Man, Loki. Like a lot of people don't know about Ryan Anderson, but I really like that guy. He. And uh, the Rocket shooters in general are just amazing. Like, we got Gerald Green, who, you know, is coming from having no contract to getting signed and, and make, uh, scoring 20 points in a game. Eric Gordon, obviously, always there, always is, is lighting it up. Trevor Ariza is looking good. And then the main man, James Harden. James Harden might be having... Hear me out on this. James Harden could be having the best MVP season. If he were to win an, a championship this year, I would I would just... 60-point triple-double, guys. What do you guys think about that? Like, like James Harden currently is averaging... He's leading the league in scoring. He's second or third in assists. Second. I think James Harden has been... 
I think James Harden has been the best guard in the league for two years. Oh, yeah. But um, it's been close with Steph Curry before, but I think this year solidifies definitely James Harden is like just the way that he can make plays for other people. And the one thing about him that I will say is that unlike like, like Russell Westbrook, obviously there were so many comparisons between the two last year with the MVP race, but James Harden does not rely on any sort of athleticism. Like he is all skill based. Like he can do yeah. so many things with the ball. Like he's so yeah. shitty, but he's not like, he's not fast, but he's quick. And he's like, well, no, he is fast, which is like, he's weird. Like he's just deceptively like quick and he can dribble and he can shoot the ball and he can pass the ball. He can even dunk the ball when he really wants to. He can <laughs> hey, he, he has he can, hops. Like he used yeah. to be dunking on people all the time, but now he's now he's a more on the ground kind of player. And, and just yeah, I just think the 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 MVP has eluded him for so long. I just feel like it should be his. Yeah, and like it, it's his it would just be great. Like he went to the finals. He was the sixth man of the year. They lost, but I just think it would be like it would really complete. Like it would cement his legacy like already, and then obviously everything else he does if he wins a championship and an MVP. Yeah, so it's love, his to lose this year. It is I would love, 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 wait, what is his to lose? The MVP? Yeah, the MVP. The MVP. Like, it's his right now. I, if the season ends today, it's him. No yeah. Oh, I think, I think it's his, no question. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be his. I think the more interesting debate is to see whether he will end up as the finals MVP. I want to see him lifting that trophy at the end of the year. No, we'll just get the, get the MVP. You don't think you think if they win the finals, you think it'll be Chris Paul Ryan? No, I just think he's not going to win the finals. I I'm not convinced that they've gotten over their playoff struggles. I think this year, Zach, I think you might agree with me on this. I think that the fact that they have Chris Paul and James Harden will sort of mitigate the fact that individually they haven't been able to do it because now, like when Chris Paul is feeling the pressure, he'll have James Harden, and when James Harden is feeling the pressure, he'll have Chris Paul. So I just yeah. feel like having both of them this time will like make it easier for them to not have to like. They won't get in their own heads as much because they'll they'll be aware that they have another star to help them, whereas neither of them have ever really had that in the past. Because Chris Paul had Blake Griffin, but like I mean, Blake Griffin at the end of the day was always Blake Griffin, like an injury prone athletic guy. He wasn't really, you know, like he wasn't a superstar. I would say he was a star, not a superstar. Yeah, um, and, I mean, I yeah. would I wouldn't be quick to say that either Chris Paul or Harden are the source of their own playoff troubles, like. I think that, you know, people say all the time that, oh, they, they choke, but, like, they they don't really choke themselves. They just, they come up against very challenging teams. Well, Harden choked last year. Harden did choke in the last game, but other than that, I agree with you, Zach. I think yeah, other than the season, I, I guess. But, the game when he had 11 or 10 points and went two for 11 on the field. That was the only one, but that's, that's that. Yeah, but, like, Chris Paul and him, they typically both, have good stats and good games in the playoffs like and the, like certain factors just keep them from getting over the hump yeah chris paul has been the, the, his teams have always been subject to injury like a bunch of crap from injuries so yeah uh, yeah and, and you got to be wondering about uh, harden's uh, injury uh, injuries at this point cuz like he's been playing a lot of minutes the past like three or four seasons He's missed seven games, but this year. But I think he'll be okay. I think now. I think he'll be able to play less minutes now because now Chris Paul can be. Chris Paul is a player who's capable of being on the floor by himself. But um, the Rockets, honestly, like if they, you know, they can. I think they they're a legitimate chance to win the championship this year, and I would love to see them beat Golden State in the West. I think it'd make everything much more interesting and much more fun to watch. 
Yeah. Yeah, right. like, and back to Harden, though. For the past uh, five years that he has been in the playoffs, right? Houston. Uh, all with Houston, ever since he's left OKC, he has been averaging a minimum. His lowest average is 26.3 points per game, highest being 28.5. So, I mean, he's averaging about 27 points per game. And I don't know, man. He, he I am convinced that he's got it. Well, that's... He, that's... He, I think this year he really, really has got it, dude. I think that he can really take them over the edge. And... I'm ready. I'm ready for him to do it this year, dude. I'm I'm ready to see it. Yeah, we're, and with the points per game, you got to keep in mind that's in a D'Antoni system where the pace is extremely high and like they're front. No, no, but he had D'Antoni. Like he he was as D'Antoni before. Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh yeah, yeah. Good point. My bad. Yeah. In D'Antoni's system, yeah, he went like he went crazy and he did 29 points per game and 11 assists per game. But yeah, I mean, but yeah, still, before like, that, yeah. D'Antoni's not helping him get rebounds. He was averaging eight rebounds a game. Um, that's true. He. And he made the decision two years ago Whoa. to start playing defense. He he decided to stop being lazy. Yep, I he agree. decided to and and like seventy five percent of defense guys is defense. whoa. Sorry, they they keep getting blocks. I will, be, I will be the first one to tell you guys that out on the court. Most of defense is is really just how hard you want to play. Yeah, look at that Giannis block. Yeah, that Giannis block that was called a foul, that's ridiculous. Why? Oh, my God. This, I think, is showing right now that LeBron's bench is trash. Yeah. <laughs> Team Steph, baby. Their, their bench is so good. They have, like, Town, Butler, Draymond, Clay, Lillard, and uh, LeBron has Goran Dragic, Kemba Walker. <laughs> I, if it had been the original roster, though, Team LeBron would have destroyed. Yeah, they just got ah, injured. Big dunk by LeBron. Big dunk. Oh, I haven't seen big that yet. Coming, boys. Anyways, at, yeah, at, about, at about eight minutes fifty seconds in the second quarter, for any who are watching this uh, post All Star game. <laughs> yeah, if you're that kind of guy. If or if if someone's listening, I mean, and they hear us talking about, you know. All these all-star plays and everything. Anyways, though, um, I, I like the Rockets this year. Yeah, if I if I had any sort of like you know, if I had the guts to, I would pick them to win the championship, but I won't. So dang, that was a pretty good dunk. <laughs> right now, I think I think midseason. Let's let's get predictions, yeah. guys. Midseason, okay. who are your picks to win it all? Give me a team. Ah. Uh... Golden State. Yeah, Golden State. Golden State is also my pick. Yeah, Golden State. Uh, unfortunately, Golden State just has so much. They yeah. have too much. It's they Adam Silver needs to just stop that Kevin Durant move, but whatever. <laughs> He's just going to pull a David Stern. Yeah, he'd be like, no, no thanks, KD. You can go play in San Antonio next to Kawhi. That'll be cool. Honestly, why didn't he just do that? Why Why didn't... That would have been sweet. Why not Silver just... Veto. That would have been a sweet duo, I think, Kawhi and KD. But... <laughs> that would have been really funny. Oh, LeBron is shooting, man. LeBron's trying to... He's trying to hit all of his threes. Yeah, all right, the... Kemba, Kemba has played well for the 
short amount of time he's been in, even though we... Kemba's Kemba, get him, get him. I hate him. I hate Kemba Walker. You hate... Whoa, Kemba Walker is my favorite college player in history. Like, Kemba Walker... Uh, I, I don't watch college football, but yeah, that's fair. Yeah, he, he, I know he hit that one UConn shot. Kemba, uh, more than one shot. Kemba Walker was a problem at UConn, man. Uh, he he was insane. He won me about $150 when I was in, like, fourth grade because I was the only one in this bracket pool of all adults to select UConn to win the national championship. Oh, and, nice. Uh, I, I had watched them play in the Big East tournament, and I was like, okay, well, Kemba Walker is the best player in college. I was like, if anyone is going to do this, it's going to be Kemba. Kemba and, uh, just needs to step up in the NBA, I feel like, a little bit. Well, he was an all-star last year, and he's only 6'1". He was not drafted that high. People did not think that he was going to be much um, coming into the league, and I don't know. I, I think Kemba's yeah, okay. You're right. He has, he, has, um, he has exceeded expectations. I just think that Kemba Walker... Um, like no, like he's obviously he's he's as I think he's as good a player as he can be, but um, I just think that he needs more help before he can show what he can really do. Oh, for for sure, for wow. sure. Come on, Harden. <laughs> Damn it. Anyways, so that's all the teams. So oh, we're doing a championship pick. We all just picked Golden State, right? Yeah, yeah. Golden State. Okay. And who who do you have coming out of the East? Me. Yeah, everyone. Uh, I'm gonna say Cleveland still. Yeah, me too. What? I think it's I think it's gonna be Boston. Here, I, I'm rooting for the Raptors, but I do think it's gonna be Cleveland. I just think that Boston, like I think that Boston is still a year away, just because Tatum and Brown are still so young, and I just feel like they'll be better positioned next year because Hayward will be fully healthy. Yeah, I and agree. they'll all have one year together, and Stevens will have been coaching them for longer, and Kyrie will just be more used to you know his role, because um, it'll be Kyrie's first postseason without um, LeBron, so. Not saying that yeah, I don't think he has any sort of dependence on LeBron, but he just won't have as like he won't have as much star power as he has has had in years past. Um, when Hayward I think comes back, the, though. Sorry. When Hayward comes back, though. When does that happen? Gonna be I think that's, is he is he for sure coming back this season? Is he going to play? I think Steven said that they're going to count on him not coming back. Essentially, so they want to be good enough so that he. Yeah can rest but i'm sure if he himself is feeling good enough then he will make that move well the only thing then i feel like he might disrupt their or not i yeah. wouldn't say disrupt but i feel like it might be an issue with like if you were to insert him at the very end of the season you would throw off the rhythm of either jalen brown or jason tatum um so you would have to sort of pick and choose which one of them two that you would take minutes away from to give hayward to give hayward his starting spot or i mean you could even bring hayward off the bench and just see what happens but you know um, I don't know. Uh, Boston. Yeah. I think they're eighteen and eighteen and fifteen in their last uh, thirty-three. So, if they get it going after the break, I think that you know that'll be an interesting pick again at the end of the end of the season. But as for right now, I just I just think Cleveland is since they're like all re-energized because of their new players and stuff, and they have Kevin Love coming back definitely in April. You know, mm. just think that they'll do it and get it together by the end. But um. The five, the finals that I would like to see, I would like to see uh, the most. The finals I would most like to see would be Toronto and Houston. But um, no, I would like to see. I would like to see really anyone besides uh, besides Golden State, Cleveland. 
I mean, I wouldn't. I would love to see just neither of those teams be in it. Essentially, I'm down to see another one. They could have their. Not, they could have their time in the sun. One. I thought which is they just pound. They would just pound LeBron. LeBron would get more. Like he would get more hate on live TV. People would say he's not the goat. It would be the same process as last year. Like I yeah, just don't think it would come out of it. Everyone knows that LeBron can't beat them unless he has either like an injury or he has more help because he doesn't have like a third star player this year anyway. So I just don't think anything interesting would come of it. Yeah. And the, tri- the trilogy was enough for me. Yeah, and there's already there already hasn't been another trilogy in the NBA Finals, so we don't need a four. <laughs> I, I don't need a four. I definitely think that I am content with how it was. Because especially then, because if, if there is a fourth one this year, and by some chance Cleveland is able to somehow win because of like a suspension or an injury or something, and then it would be two and two, people would want to see a fifth for a tiebreaker, and that would just be way too much. Yeah, that that <laughs> I, I would hate that. All right, hey, uh, so I. Let's get mid-season projections. So for championships, we have, or for for the championship, we all have Golden State. Yeah. All right. So um, so let's go through the major awards and that kind of stuff. So MVP. Harden. Who's, who's Harden? Yeah, I have Harden as well. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, easy. Then what about most improved player? Ooh. Victor Oladipo. Yeah, I agree. Ooh. Uh, mm, you sure you don't want to change that pick, Ryan? No, I like Old Depot for that. Jalen Brown is my pick for sure. Jalen Brown has the highest increase. He is the highest increase in points per game uh, from last year to this year out of any singular player. What did uh, average jump from? His average jumped from oh shit, I don't know, something not good to something good. Um, it's like an it's an eight point increase. And Chris Dunn has the second highest. Oh, yeah. Chris Dunn is playing very well. He would be he would be probably my second pick. Um, I Chris feel like... Dunn has really improved. I think you know young guys because Oladipo. Yes, he improved a lot, but at the same time, he was very good last year. Eh, he was okay last year. Uh, if you, I mean, he was he was good, man. What was he? I don't know what his average is. I just think that the difference is like when you when you look at second year players, like second year players are sort of meant to improve because it's their second year in the league. But with Oladipo, it just sort of came out of nowhere that he became an all star. Like I think when people like everyone thought that the Paul George trade was a complete steal for Oklahoma City, but Oladipo kind of shut that up by being like, "All right." Like, so it's a bonus. Too. We're like, uh, "No." Yeah, like we're pretty we're pretty good. So yeah, I, I mean, I can see. Jalen Brown's a good pick though. Yeah. So, what do you guys think for defensive player of the year? Drummond. Paul George. What? I like that pick a lot. I'd yeah. go Drummond. Leading the league in steals, he's playing lockdown defense on all the guards, and he's gonna have to be—he's gonna have to step up and play even better defense now that Andre Robertson isn't there to help him. Um, and he's just been like he's been locking players down. Like he's been playing—he's been playing such good defense, and he's also contributing. I, I know it doesn't matter because it's defense, but he, since he's playing next to Westbrook now, rather than leading the Pacers by himself, he has more energy to play defense. And like he's he's ripping people on ball, he's giving people fits. Um, and he he was playing. I remember the the two games they played against Golden State. He's he's been able to stay in front of Kevin Durant pretty well, who's I think the best offensive player. In the league. Yeah. If, if you just look um, at some of the advanced metrics, uh, Paul George isn't in the top twenty in any of them. Well, advanced metrics are advanced metrics. He's leading the league in steals, and he's locked up. So, mm. yeah. I mean, and I, by the eye test, you can you can see Paul George really. He he stays in front of people and really locks you know defenders down. I mean, offensive players down. So, uh, 
Who's your pick, Zach? All right, my pick for Defensive Player of the Year, even though I know he won't win it, but he should win it, uh, is Kevin Durant. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I can Kevin see Kevin Durant is, has been an underrated defensive player for years. Kevin Durant in, uh, in Oklahoma, he, when he had his, his like, mindset on playing, uh, on, on playing lockdown defense, with his frame and his quickness, he can defend the perimeter against just about anyone. Like, against LeBron, whenever him and Le- him and LeBron go head-to-head and they are really, like, going at it and, and they, they are really, really competing, Kevin Durant almost always wins the matchup. And it's because he is such an underrated and such an impressive two-way player. Like, he, if you just watch him defend bigs, it doesn't matter. It's bigs or uh, guards alike. He has the length to stop guards and the, and the quickness to keep up with them. And then he has the vertical jump and, and you know, and the instincts to stop men down low. I mean, he, he really has the whole package. And if it weren't for Harden having what I think is probably the, maybe, like I said before, the best season possibly ever, uh, then I think Durant would be a clear-cut MVP candidate. Because with how good the Warriors are doing, I don't know. I mean, it just would, it just would have made sense. However, it's it's good, you know. Obviously, that Harden playing this well, and, and but I I think Durant deserves his recognition. Uh, he won't get it. I'm aware of that. They even if he's leading the league in blocks per game, um, which I is he still around? Uh, he, he fell a little bit. He's one point nine now. Okay, he's fourth, um, fourth or fifth. But still, that's even even if he were, dude. I think that he. I don't know. Oh my god. Who the hell shot that? My bad, sorry. I was watching All-Star game. <laughs> um Yeah, but oh man, MB is <laughs> Yeah. Oh. No, I, I agree with you, Zach. I think Kevin Durant is definitely like now that he's in the now that he's on the Warriors and people paid like I think back in Oklahoma City, because since he was such an amazing offensive player, so many people focused on that and didn't pay attention to his defense, but now that he's on the Warriors and people see that his offense plays more like within a system, sort of, people can also see how well he plays on defense, and he's been blocking so many shots. He's been, he's been like, and the one thing that I love about Kevin Durant this season and last season is that he's been so willing to just step up on the best player on the other team, like at LeBron and be like, all right, like, come at, like, all right, LeBron. Exactly. He always takes charge defensively. He just says guard the best player, and I, I, I like that a lot. Him and Draymond really like like defense is a team. It, it's it's a team game. Yeah. Like even there there is a defensive player of the year, but unlike what people think, unlike what most NBA players even think, because you don't see a lot of a lot of squads playing defense as a full team. Unlike in college ball, where you, where the best defensive teams like UVA, like West Virginia. Uh, they they shut teams out as a holistic like squad. So honestly, though, like the Warriors are the closest that that comes to in the NBA, where you have multiple defensive stoppers. 
like Clay, Draymond, and Kevin Durant. And honestly, honestly, by the way, guys, I think they overshadow Steph Curry's defensive ability. I think that if if Curry was, you know, if, if he was forced to go one-on-one with point guards, like he used to go one-on-one with Russell Westbrook all the time whenever they would play. And he would he would block up Russell Westbrook. I mean, it's not hard to keep Russell Westbrook shooting a low percentage, but I don't know, man. Like I, I think I think that uh, the Warriors as a team just play really good defense, and therefore uh, they deserve they deserve the Defensive Player of the Year. And uh, yeah. Draymond won it last year, right? Yeah, and like going off, like the one of the best defensive team. It's feels like always almost always has the defensive player of the year so i understand what you're saying like last year was draymond year before it was Kawhi. year before it was Kawhi. year before it was uh 2014 defensive player of the year was i can't remember 2013 was marcus Gasol. that was when the grizzlies defense was really good um so yeah i get and like you know dwight howard when it used when the magic was really good um so yeah no like that makes sense that trend would make sense it'll be interesting if like because i think this year is a weird year in the nba for defensive player of the year because in previous years, there's been like a clear cut, like it was going to be Draymond, Rudy Gobert, or Kawhi. But then because of Kawhi injury, Kawhi's injury, Rudy Gobert's disappearance, and Kevin Durant's emergence, it's been sort of a different race. Um, but yeah, I think Kevin, I think Kevin Durant will. I think in the voting, I think we'll finish fairly high. But like you said, I think I think he probably won't win it just because he plays on such a good team that it'll be hard to give him an individual award. Because of hate. Yeah, the the Warriors are hated on. Um, and that's why, and as far as MVP goes, I just think him and Steph together will, will always cancel each other out since they're both so close. Like, Steph, I know a lot of people aren't talking about Steph that much anymore, but he's averaging 27 points, 5 rebounds, 7 assists, almost 2 steals. He's shooting like 40% from 3, 48% from the field, 90% from the free throw line. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think I think overall, mm-hmm. greatness lets them allow, like, it makes them overshadowed, which I agree with. So, that was defensive player of the year. Um, uh, what well, a rookie, rookie of the year. This one, hopefully. Did we, did we get Ryan's pick on defensive player of the year? Yeah, Ryan, who was your defensive player of the year? Yeah, I had uh, Andre Drummond. I, okay, I think he's I just been Andrew, really yeah. solid. Yeah, Drummond's a good pick. Yeah, he, 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 can, he can do some things. I agree. Drummond is a very good pick. Like, he, yeah, he's a big boy. His rebounds alone are... Yeah, he is a dominant rebounder. He's averaging like 15, almost 16, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that alone can win you defensive player of the year when you're just cleaning uh, cleaning the glass like that. Yeah. So, and then yeah. for my runner-ups, I had, uh, uh, what's his face, uh, Kyle Anderson. He's been amazing by advanced metrics. And then also uh, Ben Simmons, who is also my rookie of the year pick. Okay. Ben Simmons is your rookie of the year? Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't think Ben Simmons should win it. Donovan, Even though all, all Donovan can will. do is score. Like I feel like Ben Simmons will win it just because of stats and just because of how. I don't know. Like, and like I guess I get the point that he's not a real rookie, but he's still a rookie. It's true, but that kept Embiid from winning it last year. No, well, thirty-four games played. He like kept him from winning it last year. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I mean, like. Ben Simmons is okay. I mean, he's good. He's 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 a really talented player. But then at the same time, you have Donovan Mitchell, who I mean, 
a week or two ago before this run, I was saying that I thought Jason Tatum should be rookie of the year. No. Because I really like his contributions to the Celtics. Um, you know, I think he is a major, major piece to their team. And, and you know, especially the fact that he's a major piece to a very good team. Like, he, his team is getting lots of wins, and he is a main contributor. Um, I mean, un, unlike, you know... I mean, not unlike, you know, the Jazz and the 76ers are still both having good seasons, but they're not Celtics good seasons. Okay, well, if you um, if you put Ben Simmons on the Celtics instead of Jason Tatum, would they be any worse off? Yes. Uh, yeah, huge. they wouldn't have Kyrie. Yeah, the, the Celtics have shooters, and they wouldn't have Kyrie at the point, and it would be, uh, it'd be, it'd be strange. It'd be a different it would be a very different team. Yeah, and, good point. Anyways, I think Donovan Mitchell, though, he is just hitting his stride right now, which is scary. He's got so much mojo riding on him now after winning the dunk contest. 11 in a row. 11 in a row in, in, in you know, in, in, the, in the league. And then he also is scoring the most points on his team nightly. Like, his highlights and stuff, like, he is... Not even his highlights, just his actual gameplay. Like he's so good, the yeah. way he controls the ball, the way his athleticism, and even he has a three-point shot that he usually would previously knock down consistently. And recently, he has been uh, he's been shooting it better. At the beginning of the year, he wasn't shooting it quite as good as he did in summer league, where he was hitting about forty percent or so. Right now, he's at, like, about 34. So, I mean, but he's just getting better. Yeah. Um, basically, from the start of the season, I've, or not the start of the season, since since about a month or two into the season, I've thought that the rookie of the year race is between four people. I thought it was between Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, Ben Simmons, and Kyle Kuzma. Um, ben Simmons, I don't, like, while Ben Simmons is statistically the best rookie, um, I just feel like it's a little bit, like Ben Simmons is like a, he's like he's like a grown ass man. Like he's he's are it's he's been around yeah. for a year already. He's like you know, it's just I just feel like it's just not right to give it to someone who's not really a rookie. So while he might win it, he won't be my pick just because I just feel like he sh- he's like, I won't say he won't he doesn't deserve it, but it just doesn't feel right to give it to him. Um, Jason Tatum I think is a great player. I just think that he's hit a little bit of a wall. Um, like in the past two months, he's been shooting 33% from three, as opposed to the first first month or so he was shooting like 50. Um, but obviously, you know, like every rookie struggles. Kyle Kuzma, I think, is too one side of one sided of a player. He's amazing on offense, but I don't think he contributes much on defense. So having said all that, I agree with Zach's pick. I think Donovan Mitchell should be um, because I like as Zach said, he's hitting his stride now, which for a rookie is weird because you would expect your rookie to like you expect him to start hitting the wall around the All Star. He like he's he's doing monster crazy highlight dunks in the rising stars game he's doing all these crazy hoops he won the dunk contest so i just and like he's leading the jazz on an 11 game winning streak he's leading them in scoring and i just think after the all-star break i just think that he is in he's in the best position among all the rookies to take it a step further and just do something crazy like i just think that he like after the all-star break he has the most free reign to just do whatever because I just feel like he there's not like pressure for him. Like, you know, Ben Simmons was the first like he was the number one pick. Like he has he has to worry about the Sixers. Like Jason Tatum is 
arguably, as of this moment, the second best player on a contending team or close to contending team. Kyle Kuzma well, is not playing. the second best player, but okay. <laughs> oh, what do you think the second best? Well, like, if you disregard. I mean, you got Al Horford, you got Kyrie, you got Jalen Brown. You wouldn't yeah. say I, I think Jason Tatum like okay, I'm, I wouldn't say he's better than Al Horford, but for like for whatever sake, let's just say that he's the second or third best player on the on the Celtics, right? Second, sure. third. He's he's a top player on the Celtics. Kyle right. Kuzma, like he's not under real pressure, I guess, because they're not going to make the playoffs. But um, you know, he still plays in Los Angeles, where like you know, and then Lonzo Ball because of Lavar Ball, that team always gets so much scrutiny. Like Donovan Mitchell's just playing his game, playing in Utah, like having a good time, winning the dunk contest, and you know they're they're winning. He's having fun. So I don't I don't see that there's anything going against him. So that's why I think that Donovan Mitchell should win it. Um, whether it'll I think it'll end up being between Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons, unless yeah. anything. I do I do I do and I think Donovan Mitchell's I don't know I think his scoring is going to go even further up. No, in, no. What's what he averaging? Mean, no. He's averaging nineteen point eight I think points per game. He's no. he's he's way 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 up there right now. And like he, he's just rising astronomically right now. Like, yeah, how do you know it's not just a hot streak for him? What'd you say? How do you know it's not just a hot streak? Eleven games is kind of a while. Like he's, eleven games is you know like at the NBA season eight. It's an eighth of the season. All yeah, right. he's nineteen four and four if you round up. Yeah, twenty four if you round up. But yeah. 19.6 points, 3.5 rebounds, 3.5 assists. Um, like, he's not as well-rounded as Ben Simmons, I guess. But, I mean, Ben Simmons is also 6'10", getting to play point guard. And regardless of how you slice that, like, that, that's going to give you an advantage when you can literally, like, you're literally, like, seven inches taller than the guy that's guarding you. Exactly. Um, yeah, and like I get... I, I, I get 6'4", playing shooting guard, which is... I, I mean, depending on how you look at it, like, that's right size and maybe even a bit undersized, depending on the shooting guards that you're going up against, so... Um, like, you know, Donovan Mitchell is, and he's like, Ben Simmons also, he gets to play with the player, like he gets to play with an all-star in Joel Embiid, who's extremely talented. Whereas like, I don't even really know who the best player on the, on the jazz is. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. And I got, I got the point about him feeling too old. It's kind of like a Ichiro Suzuki winning the, the rookie of the year in the MLB when he was like 30 years old, but yeah. Yeah. I, I, I see what you mean. But uh, I'm still sticking by my boy, Donovan. Okay. Then I guess we have, uh, let's see what's next. Oh, we, we got six men of the year. I think. Oh, six man. Oh, it's got to be Lou Will. Lou Will, yeah. yeah. 22 six, off the bench. Six man like Lou Will, yeah. It's in the song. Yeah, definitely. And two bitches and they get along like a Lou Will. Uh, he's, he's like, he's amazing. He could have easily been an all-star coming off of the bench. So, yeah. I like I like Lou Will. Yep. Yeah, so that just leaves uh, Coach of the Year. Oh, that's a Dan. hard one. Uh, D'Antoni or Stevens? I'm going to go with D'Antoni. It depends who finishes on top. Like, if the Celtics start, they start really performing again, but I don't see it happening. I see, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I see, um. D'Antoni winning it. Yeah, uh, or, I mean, Dwayne Casey is a sleeper as well if Toronto finishes first in the East. Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, all right, so we want to wrap it up with uh, all NBA prediction teams? Yeah, I think so. All right. That's so, how did, 
should we just each should should we just one of us just name all three of our teams at once or how do you oh are we doing three teams yeah three oh, yo why don't okay give me uh, all right give me how how much longer you guys want to talk about this because i mean i i am down to discuss this for a while but i think my mom wants <laughs> sorry to sorry to brief intermission but uh breaking the fourth wall here but um my mom kind of wants to talk to me real quick but if you guys want to go on about yeah, your, exactly. we'll get, your we'll get started dude i can brainstorm i'll brainstorm my guys as you know as i'm gone for a second yeah you go yeah. talk to your mom all right, that sounds like a good plan, and and uh, I want to hear what you guys yeah. have. Just make sure to put it on mute. Nobody wants. We don't want to hear that conversation. Oh man, I'll be I'll be downstairs, but okay, I'll put it on mute. All right. All right. All right see ya. All right. What uh, an idiot. Then, um, no, I guess just how would you how would you like to do this? Do you want me to just name who my my team is? Uh, I guess we can go uh back and forth on like each team. So like you can either like I can do the first team, you can do the first team, or you can do yours first. Or... Um, okay, I'll go first then. Um, oh, and by the way, are you getting the, like, the, not the, like, you're not getting any commercials with the live stream, are you? Oh, no, I am. Oh, okay, I, I'm getting, like, all the in-between stuff, like the dunk contest with uh, DJ Khaled and, like, the... <laughs> Alright, so here's my All-NBA first team, uh, first team All-NBA or All-NBA first team, I'm okay. not sure which one is right. But, so, um, at the guard spots, I have Stephen Curry and... And James Harden. Yep. Then for my four, I have LeBron James and yep. Kevin Durant. And then Ooh. for my center, I have Anthony Davis. Oh. Um, so um, basically, here's my reasoning for it. James Harden, uh, obviously, he's an MVP candidate. I don't think that there's a question that he should yeah. be first team on NBA. Steph Curry, like I said, he's being very overshadowed, but he's a driving force on arguably the best team in the NBA. Yep. He's 26 points per game, seven assists, um, almost eight assists, I think, five rebounds per game. He's an amazing shooter. Um Anthony Davis is going on a tear without DeMarcus Cousins. His averages are crazy, averaging a lot of blocks, a lot of rebounds, and a lot of points. I think he's he's top five in scoring. Um, LeBron James, don't really have to say, he's he's averaging 26 points, nine, nine assists, eight rebounds. And um, LeBron is just, I mean, he's he's been All-NBA first team every year since 2005 and 2007. Those yeah. are the only two years he hasn't been on it. Um, and then Kevin Durant, um, I think he's making a legitimate case uh, for being the best player in the world, um, whether yeah, or not he's done that yet is for debate. But I think he's, I think he's a, he think he's, he's definitely a top two player in the NBA. Um, so I think that this year he does deserve it because I know last and because there's no Kawhi Leonard, this was easier because last yes. year, um, I know he lost that to Kawhi Leonard because Kawhi Leonard had an amazing season. Um, so yeah, that's my first team All NBA: James Harden, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Anthony Davis. Yeah, for for me the guards are easy. It's got to be Harden and Curry. Like it's it's not much much competition. You can argue Westbrook, but like it's not much of an argument. Yeah. And then uh, for the first forward, obviously it's LeBron James. But here here's where I start to differ with you. So I I think it's incredibly close between Giannis and uh, Kevin Durant, and I went with uh, Giannis because I think what he's done this season has been more impressive. I feel like you can't hold him against him as a defense this season just because uh, Jason Kidd's system for defense basically fell apart and Giannis just has to do what he has to do in the system. So you can't really hold it against him if he has crappy defensive numbers because of that. And he's been amazing at the point guard. Like he's His ball vision has been incredible, Like he's such incredible passing. And he's really grown into the role, and I, I think he's just done a better job for what his team is right now than Kevin Durant. And then at center, I have Carl uh, Anthony Towns, because I feel like 
if his defense hadn't stepped up this year, he wouldn't be in this position. But I feel like his defense is better than uh, Anthony Davis's right now, which is incredible. But I think it is, and I think how are how are Cats defensive averages? If you know, uh, I that, that's a weird thing about defense. I don't I don't really trust the the, the Lost, normal. Yeah, like I mean that doesn't really measure it completely. So like I usually go to like stuff like defensive rating and yeah. But uh, here let me pull it up. But uh, crap, where is it? Uh, come on, Carl, where are you? Uh, let's see. Okay, so he's uh, 18th in defensive win shares, and uh, Anthony Davis is ninth. Uh, and in uh, defensive box plus minus. Where is he? Okay, neither of them are on that one. But what I I, I feel like I feel like his offense is gosh, you know what? I, I feel like I'm talking myself out of it to be honest. It is really close between those two. Anthony Davis and Carl Anthony but here's what I where I will agree with you on. Anthony Davis has this uh he has like I have him on the first team all NBA simply because he's carrying uh a team with not much else, but at the yeah. same time like it's difficult to hold this against Anthony Davis, but at the same time, like he off, like he doesn't really win <laughs> that much. Mm-hmm. Like he's a great player, but um, Carl Anthony Towns, I, I'm aware that he has more help than Anthony Davis because he has, you know, Jimmy Butler and Andrew Wiggins. But yeah. um, Carl Anthony Towns is he's a winner. He's only in his second year and he's already, or third year and he's already doing all these things. He's only 20, what, 22, 23, something like that. Yeah. Um, Anthony Davis is also like 24, 25, but still, um, I, I do agree that you can go either way with that one. That, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to think about that. Yeah. Okay. What do you got for your second team? So, um, I have a, uh, is, um, is Carl Anthony Towns considered a center? Yes, I, okay. I, yeah, he's a center. And then, um, what about, uh, Andre Drummond's also a center? Because yes. here's the thing, here's the issue that I have. I am not sure who I would, put. so here's my second team all NBA. I have Russell Westbrook, um, Simply because Russell, I mean, like, it's not even because I necessarily agree with it, but Russell Westbrook is consistently among the, um, he's consistently just, like, he's, he's always just one of, he's always making an all-NBA team just because of his statistics and yeah. how well, like, how well he looks on paper. Um, he's doing that again this year. I think he's, he, he's close to averaging a triple-double, Russell Westbrook, so I have him. Um, second guard spot, this is where I think it got a little bit interesting, because I had a toss-up here, um, but I ended up going with Kyrie Irving, because. It's going to be interesting. Even, even though, like, I know that a lot Kyrie, statistically, he's not, like, an amazing player. Like, his averages are somewhere around, like, 25 points, four, four rebounds, five assists, something like that. But I just think that in the way that the history, that, like, in the history of the NBA, the way that the voting for the first and second team and the third team goes is just, you always see players who are playing on the best teams in terms of, like, the standings. And since Kyrie Irving Celtics are probably going to finish top two in the East, I just feel like people will give him that recognition. And just the narrative for him works so well because he's, you know, he left LeBron. He's he's the leader of the team, um, and they'll have ended up winning a lot of games. And obviously, just the way he plays with the his ball handling, his shooting, um, I just think that the voting will work out for him. I don't I don't agree with the fact that he would be on the second team All NBA because I personally would put players such as Jimmy Butler ahead of him. I would put Demar Derozan ahead of him. Um, those are just two uh, two guards, for example. Um, then. So Russell Westbrook, Kyrie Irving, then I have Giannis Antetokounmpo for the reasons that you explained earlier. Yeah, um, he's an amazing player. He's averaging ten rebounds a game, almost like twenty-eight points. Mm-hmm. When he plays point guard, he can do whatever he wants. He's extremely athletic. He's defensive, like he defensive 
he was on the all-defensive second team last year, and he's still playing amazing defense this year. Uh, for my second forward spot after Giannis, I have Paul George. Oh. Um, cause, because Paul George, I think, is doing something extremely interesting. Uh, he is going from being the number one option on the Indiana Pacers to being the number two option on the Oklahoma City Thunder, and I think he's doing it seamlessly. He's averaging 23 points. Well, not seamlessly necessarily, but because of the issues with Carmelo Anthony, but he's averaging like 20, 22 or 23 points per game. He's shooting 43% from three. I know he threw some bricks up in the three-point contest last night, but <laughs> yeah. he's been playing amazingly. He's been playing amazing defense. I think he's a, you know, I think he's a contender for the Defensive Player of the Year. Um, and I just don't see that many forwards in the NBA that you would put ahead of him. Um, and again, that's mainly. I think the one thing that really threw these NBA All NBA team projections off is the fact that Kawhi Leonard was hurt yeah. this year. Um, I think that opened the door for a lot of players to uh, become a lot better. So um, Paul George, I have, and then for my center, I have Carl Anthony Towns for the reasons that you and I talked about earlier. Yep. Um, in today between him and Anthony Davis. So yeah, that's my second team: Russell Westbrook, Kyrie Irving, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Paul George, and Carl Anthony Towns. When I say the names all together, they sound kind of strange together, but that's what I've got. Yeah, and I think and I think some of the differences that are going to show up here come down to a fundamental difference we have between our lists. Like uh, you actually want it to be a projections, and for me, I treat it as if I'm actually giving out the award, which I don't think creates that much of a difference. But it, it comes up a little bit with a couple of the players where, like, someone yeah, like Kyrie would make it, but he wouldn't make it on my list. Okay. Yeah. So uh, my uh, All NBA second team, I have for the first one, I actually have Chris Paul. I, I think Chris Paul has uh, wow. been. I think he's been huge for the Rockets. He's been uh, awesome def- on the defensive side and offensively. He's been very close to where James Harden has been in terms of uh, passing, not really in terms of uh, shooting and playmaking, but he's just been so awesome on defense that it's made up for it. So I have Chris Paul for that reason. Then I have Russell Westbrook, basically for why you said he's been uh, pulling the Thunder ahead of the rest of the West right now. Paul George has been big for them, but I think Russell Westbrook's been bigger. And yet it'd be almost averaging a triple-double, even when his usage is down a lot from last year. That's incredible. After that, I have uh, Kevin Durant. I I said earlier that it was a toss-up between him and Giannis. So yeah, he's been great with Golden State. And then for the second forward, I actually did something interesting. So the way I see it, I I, I see Anthony Davis as a hybrid between uh, forward and center. Uh, Do you agree? Yeah, our forward center. Yeah, he is. I agree. So I have him as my uh, second forward. And that opened up a spot for uh, Andre Drummond as center. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. So you you say that again. You have Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul. Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, and then Andre Drummond. Yeah. Andre Drummond. Okay. Yeah, that's that makes a lot of sense. Um, all right. Yeah, that I understand that team as well. Yeah. I feel like uh, the reason that I went against Chris Paul, um, it's not necessarily because I think Chris Paul is still a top five point guard in the NBA. I think he's, um, you know, I think he ranks up. Not, I'm not going to say he's better than Steph Curry now, but I think he's up there around the range of like Steph Curry, John Wall. Um, you know, Russell Westbrook, simply because he's still, he's the pure point guard still. He plays such good yeah. defense. He passes so well, and he's he's doing something that he's never done before, which is playing with another floor general. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something new for him. He's shooting the ball more efficiently. He's just doing so many things right, I feel like. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, um, yeah. Okay, and then we have the third team. All right. So, and this one's um, going to be really interesting. Because I think we're yeah. going to start diverging a lot. 
so I have, um, so for, uh, for my point guard on the All-NBA third team, I have Chris Paul. For the reasons that I just talked about, he's shooting the ball well, passing the ball well, playing great defense, scoring good points. He's just doing everything, I think, well. Um, Chris Paul, you know, he's well-deserved. Uh, and I, I would just like to see him on the team because I feel like Chris Paul, um, overall, at the end of his career, I feel like he's going to face a lot of criticism um, for, you know, his his lack of appearances in the postseason and his lack of, like, you know, championships. and stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, he's never even played in the conference finals. So I think it'll be good for him to, you know, rack up some All-NBA teams so that he has something to fight for his legacy when he's done playing. Um, so I have Chris Paul in the All-NBA third team. Uh, as the shooting, as the other guard, I have DeMar DeRozan. Um, okay. He's having, I think, a fantastic season. He's averaging nearly 25 points per game, five assists. Um, and just because of the Raptors and the fact that the Raptors could finish with the first seed in the East, I just feel like he's going to end up being recognized for that. Um, so I have DeMar DeRozan as a second guard. And similarly to what you were saying about Anthony Davis being a power forward and a center, um, I view Jimmy Butler as someone who's, you know, he's a swing, he's a swing man. Yeah, between he's right the in between. Shooting guard and small forward. So he's my all NBA third team small forward because he got in, like he got traded to this Timberwolves team um, who obviously they haven't had any success since 2004. And he's going to be the leader of that team heading into the playoffs. He's, I think he's a top, he's a top three two way player in the NBA. Um, he plays amazing defense. Um, he's averaging, I think, like 23 points per game, five, close to six assists, I think. Um, and just because he's an amazing two-way player, I feel like he's he's deserved it. Um, and he's he's one of the more, I feel like, overlooked players in the NBA. Um, so I think he's very deserving of an All-NBA third team. So then um, for my power forward on the All-NBA third team, I have LaMarcus Aldridge. Oh. Um, that's going to be an interesting take, I feel like, because – but here's like – not as, not as interesting as one of mine. Yeah, he, he is carrying the team because like Kawhi Leonard is not there, and Kawhi Leonard is a top three player in the NBA, in my opinion. So if you're carrying a team to the third seed in the Western Conference, which is the more difficult conference, if you're the best player on the third seed in the Western Conference, when the West is the harder conference, and the player on your team that's not there is the top three player in the NBA, I feel like you need some sort of recognition for that. And like, I just don't, if, when you look around the league, like there just aren't like LaMarcus Aldridge is playing extremely well, like 22 or 23 points per game, eight rebounds per game. Um, he's, you know, he's shooting the ball. Well, he's doing his stuff in the post and it's sort of been like a resurgence season for him. Um, and I just feel like it's well-deserved for him. Um, I feel like he's, he's played a lot better this season than a lot of people expected from him because his last and you know, like he just came into this season with a better mindset than he did last year, and I just think that he's he's played he's outplayed a lot of other uh, forwards this season. And then for my center, uh, this might be an unpopular opinion, um, but I have Joel Embiid oh. because he is averaging twenty four points per game, eleven rebounds, nearly two blocks per game. Like he, I think this Joel Embiid, I think is going to be one of those perennial players who like, he's going to be like one of the faces of the league for the next few years. Um, you know, this coming generation, he's going to be a top player. I feel like he's going to, you know, be making deep runs in the postseason. And I feel like this is his second year. So this is his, this is his time to get started. And in comparison to the other centers, um, while Andre Drummond, I think would have been my other choice. The reason that I left Andre Drummond all off of the all NBA teams is I feel like Andre Drummond, um, I feel like he doesn't really, and this isn't necessarily fair, but I feel like he doesn't get a lot of the same like respect that other players do around the league. I'm not exactly sure why it is, but um, if like you notice, Andre Drummond felt as though he was an all-star snub, um, and I'm not trying to snub him from the All-NBA third team, but 
simply because Joel Embiid is a more complete player, I feel like, than Andre Drummond, because uh, Joel Embiid has a lot of moves that he can go to in the post. He can shoot the three ball. He can he can defend like crazy. I remember last year he, he averaged two and a half blocks per game in the games that he played. Um, and Joel Embiid is just – he's – I just think that it's time to crown him um, as one of the best players in the league moving forward because I think that with this next generation coming up, you have players like Joel Embiid, you have Devin Booker, you have – Carl Anthony Towns, um, and I just think it would be a good step to have Joel Embiid and Carl Anthony, Carl Anthony Towns all on all NBA teams, just to sort of bring in the next era of uh, the NBA. So I have Chris Paul, DeMar DeRozan, Jimmy Butler, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Joel Embiid for my all-NBA third team. Okay, that's that's all really interesting, actually. Uh, for for me, I have another uh, Raptor at my uh, point guard, but I don't have DeRozan. I have uh, Kyle Lowry. So the oh, wow. okay. yeah, so like the big thing for me was trying to decide between him and DeRose, and and I ultimately went with Kyle Lowry just because I I've always had a problem with uh, DeRozan's three point shooting, and I know he's gotten it up this year, but I don't think he's gotten it up nearly enough to compete with uh, Lowry and the other uh, guards at the in the All NBA list. I think Lowry has been an excellent floor general for the team. He's done he's done a great job uh, finding all the players on the passes and. Really, the Raptors have been doing so well this season, and I think a lot of that has to do with his play and getting all these new young players in. Is it, how's the pick and roll been with uh, Serge Ibaka between him? I, I, I feel like he's doing a good job there. They've been doing very well. I feel like Serge Ibaka, people have been saying, is having an amazing season this year. Um, not statistically necessarily, but he's just been extremely effective for them. He's been really helpful in, in you know getting wins for them. Yeah, and that's obviously coming from the guard spot, and uh, DeRozan's always been more of an ISO player, so he's kind of on his own there. But yeah, I think Nate Lowry is my point guard for that. So then for the next one, I decided to put Butler at a guard position, and I gave him the second guard spot. I think Butler's been doing an awesome job for the Timberwolves, and I think it's a tough case to make who's actually been the best player for them uh, this, thus far this year, him, him or Cat. Uh, like they, yeah. he's been very good. He's like an excellent addition. I think he's leading the league in uh, minutes played per game, so that's really impressive. And yeah, his defense has been awesome for the team. Yeah. And, f- and then for my uh, small forward, I have a really controversial pick, and I, I don't think anyone's gonna like this one. I have Tyreek Evans. Tyreek Evans on the All NBA third team. Yeah, that is actually honestly. What that's I a strong not, choice. For that pick. He's averaging, I think he's averaging like 19 points per game, five assists, five rebounds. He's one of the most well rounded players. And that's a surprising pick, but it's not one that I disagree with. I think that's actually an excellent pick. I feel like he'll get overlooked because he plays in Memphis, but if it was legitimate, like if it was legitimate to the point where every player was viewed equally and there was like no bias at all, I think Tyree Evans would actually yeah. be continuing. Like, point. I don't think he has any chance of making the actual list, but this is just my list. And <laughs> That's a cool pick. That's a that's a that's a good pick. Yeah, and like the big competition for that pick was uh, Paul George, obviously, and then I also had Honest Counter. Uh, sorry, I keep mispronouncing his name. Ennis Cantor. Ennis Cantor, yeah. And like it, I, it, it was a tough decision to do uh, between Ennis Cantor and uh, Tyreek Evans. I felt pretty strongly that uh, Paul George wasn't going to make the list, even though he just missed it last year as well. And yeah, I think Tyreek Evans has just done an amazing job, uh, even getting the Grizzlies to eighteen wins and. Yeah. And yeah, that's mostly why I had him. Then for my uh, power forward, I had uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. I think yep. I, I don't think there's much to explain there. He's been great for the Spurs and 
pretty much the only reason they're staying afloat at this point. Yep. Aside from Pop, obviously. And then for my center, uh, you had Embiid. I, I was thinking about Embiid or uh, Clint Capella, not, n- not Clint Capella that strongly, because I think he mostly just gets set up by Harden. But I ended up going with Jokic actually, so I went with yeah, the young guy. Yeah, I was guy. just thinking about Denver because they're they're going to be the you know they're they're going to be in the playoffs in the West, and he's an amazing player. Um, he's a good pick. Yeah, he's th- a very versatile player. Yeah, I think his uh, playmaking ability is unparalleled among the centers. And he, seventeen assists the other night. Wow. Yeah, he is he, such a good he passer. Can, he can really pass. Yeah. And yeah, just setting up all his teammates, and I think once Paul Millsap gets there, the Nuggets could be a real problem, especially if they can really get some chemistry going. Especially if Paul Millsap is playing defense like he could in Atlanta, you're going to be a real problem. Yeah, so the biggest snubs from uh, my list are probably uh, Kyrie Irving and then Paul George, and yeah, aside from that, I think most of them are pretty clear why they're not on the list. Yeah, I would. Um, I just want to make this comment um, before we, uh, you know, end this discussion i think it's important to recognize that uh chris Stapps, because of injury wasn't able uh chris Stapps porzingis we couldn't include him Kawhi because of injury we couldn't yeah, include Kyrie. him. He, uh, yeah. chris Stapps, Kawhi, demarcus cousins we couldn't include because of his yeah, injury. he would have made it too he would have made it i think um this is sort of it might be a little far-fetched but um just depending on how the eastern conference would have played out by the end of the season i think Kevin Love, I don't think that he would have made it necessarily Ooh. per se, but had he played really well in the second half of the season after the All-Star break and he never gotten hurt and he can, you know, consistently average 20 and 10, I feel like some people could have made a case to put him on could the third team. Aldridge, just because of, uh, you know, just because of shooting percentages and, you know, things like that. Um, so yeah, those are just some players to consider because of injury. And then I wouldn't have put John Wall in an All-NBA team, but, yeah, you know, no. people who like him a lot maybe think that he is deserving of that. Um, I, pro- yeah, I probably put it. It's interesting that injuries made such an impact this year on all NBA teams. Yeah, definitely. And it, 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 I was surprised to see uh, Victor Oladipo not make it higher up, but there was just so much competition at the guard positions. Yeah, I think Victor Oladipo is a very good guard, but I don't think that he. Um, I don't think that he's. I don't think he's an upper echelon guard to the point where he is Russell Westbrook, Kyrie Irving. Um, James Harden, Steph Curry. But actually, this is something interesting. Victor Oladipo statistically is the same player as Kyrie Irving. They're both 24, 25-point-per-game scores. They're both five assists. They're both four rebounds. So I think that's weird how perception of you know players and their situations can change something like that. Because I have Kyrie Irving on my second team All-NBA, whereas Victor Oladipo I don't even have um, on any of them, even though their statistics are exactly the same. But yeah, that Victor Oladipo was another player to consider that could have been on it in a different year. Oh, yeah. So, okay, that's our all-NBA teams, so I suppose we should um, I'm hopping back on. Thank God, we were about to... Uh, my all-NBA team. I've actually been here for about five minutes just listening to you guys. Oh, so you heard Tyreek Evans. I did Evans. not want to interrupt you. Uh, however, yeah, I've had some time to think, and I'm pretty sure of who I believe... Uh, is my 15 players. Okay, um, let's hear them. So, I I think, should I count James Harden as a point guard or a shooting guard? I, I think it's, I think how the all the NBA uh, list works is you have just two guards, two forwards, and a center. I so, see, I see. Yeah. It can be yeah, two guards, two forwards, center. It doesn't matter which guard. Okay, I see. So, I think it's going to be, um, 
Obviously, James Harden, I believe, will be the MVP. So I think he will be first team all NBA. Uh, joining him in the backcourt, I think, will be Steph Curry, Good. first team all NBA. Um, yeah, I think yeah, let's, let's see how far guards. this LeBron hate goes. No, I'm not going too far. Okay. I have my forwards, I'll have um, first off Kevin Durant. And uh, second half, I think I will have LeBron because I think he'll bring the Cavs back in the second half of the season. And then finally at my center, uh, can I put Anthony Davis there? Yeah. Yes, you have exactly my first team All-NBA. Yes. Really? Yeah, that's all, those are my five. James Harden, LeBron, KD, Steph, Anthony Davis. Huh, that's funny. Okay. Yeah, I switched so, out KD for uh, Giannis and then uh, Anthony Davis for Cat. Oh, uh, wait, no, I did kind of want Giannis, but uh, no. Nah. Yeah, it's so I tight. Giannis, LeBron, obviously. <laughs> um, all right. I'm snacking on some more. I'm snacking on some more Chipotle chips. Those are going to go stale on a minute. Um, no, they're all right. They're all right. Um, then on my second team, I will have, because of the Celtics' success, I will have Kyrie Irving. Uh, oh, really? Okay. I will have, hmm, who will join him at the guard position? I'm, I'm thinking, as of right now, I'm thinking Victor Oladipo. Oh. Oh, oh, interesting. Hey. I like Strong uh, how he's playing this year. Then I think the next two um, forwards are pretty straightforward for me. I think I'm going to go Giannis and Anthony. No, not Anthony Davis. Damn it. I put him in my starting. Uh, I think I'm going to go Giannis and um, hmm. I'm feeling a good. <sighs> Shoot, this is tough. Rod, who did you have for your second uh, forward? I had uh, my All-NBA second team was Russell Westbrook, Kyrie Irving, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Paul George. So at my big, I think at my center, I think I'm gonna have. I think I have Embiid. Mm. Wow, jeez. Second team, yeah. Why not? I'll take Embiid, and I'll take. Yeah, I'll take Kyrie and. Um. God damn it! Who did I pick as my other guard? Oladipo, Kyrie and Oladipo, and then yes. I'll have, yeah, Giannis, hmm, Embiid, and I'll have Jimmy Butler has done a really good job for the uh, T-Wolves. Yeah. So I'll have Jimmy Butler on my second team as well. Then on the last team, I will have Russell Westbrook. I will have DeRozan, for sure. Um... Third team, I will also have. Um, I think then I'll have Paul George. He's right. had a pretty good all around season. Then probably Lamarcus Aldridge and. Cat? Carl Anthony Towns. Yep. That's, Zach, that's I think my... you and I have all the same players except two. Hmm. That's the, only player, the only player that I have that you don't is Chris Paul. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a strange one. Yeah, and you you switched him for Oladipo. Yeah. I like Oladipo, man. 
he is deserving of something this season. I think it's interesting that you have Victor Oladipo on the second team and Westbrook on the third. Yeah, team. Yeah, I found that interesting too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Oladipo's carried his own team more. <laughs> I don't know. Let's do the math. You know, the the Pacers are the fifth seed and the Thunder are the fifth seed, but <laughs> Westbrook has Paul George. So. Exactly. Boom. Yeah. Oladipo's better. That's a joke. <laughs> You know, and by the way, for anyone talking about conference conferences and all that. Yeah. Okay, so that's uh, the that's the all NBA teams. Uh, I think we're almost done here. I think we'll just uh, talk about our expectations for the second half, what we want to see, and uh, let's see anything else. Yeah, I think that's that'll be pretty much it. So, uh, Rod, what are you hoping for in the second half? So I am hoping for three things above all. I'm hoping for, actually, I'll, I'll say four things. I'm hoping for the Raptors and the Celtics to make legitimate uh, legitimate strides to winning the East, as in winning lots of games, playing really good defense, and showing that they're not, and, and the Raptors specifically, I'm looking forward to them showing that they're not going to be psychologically owned by LeBron for like the however many straight year. Um Secondly, I'm looking forward to Donovan Mitchell. I want him to cement that he's going to be the rookie of the year over Ben Simmons. And then lastly, I want the uh, I want the Houston Rockets to cement themselves as uh, a prohibitive favorite in the West over Golden State. Even though that's going to be extremely difficult, that is what I would like to see happen. Mm. So yeah, I like it. The East, the East switching up at the top, Donovan Mitchell establishing himself, and Houston establishing themselves. Those are my those are my top three things. Yeah, what do you got, Zach? Um, so I think I'm looking for Harden to continue to impress and um finish out his MVP reign. And I want him to add a couple more really impressive like stat lines to what he's already done. Um I'm looking for Ola Depot to increase his play to keep the Pacers going because I think the teams are just getting more competitive in the East. And uh, I think they'll drop out if Oladipo doesn't keep pace or increase it. Um, he's doing phenomenally so far. But yeah. And then um, lastly, I'm just looking for an NBA Finals that does not include the Cavs or the Warriors. So I'm looking for teams to step up and cement their spot over those two powerhouses. Okay. So that's what I'm thinking. So what I what I'm looking for for the rest of the season is to have the East continue to uh overperform its expectations. I think it's been really nice so far to see the bottom half of the East be really strong. I've loved to see the seventy sixers finally get the process to pay off. I love the heat this year. Uh Pacers have been awesome and the Bucks, if they can keep on their role, that'd be great. Uh, additionally, I really don't want to see the Celtics in the finals, so I'm crossing my fingers hard for that. I think they've had enough times in the finals. And, uh, yeah, same with the Lakers, but I don't really have to worry about that right now. And then also, I really hope that uh, Rudy Gobert can get back in stride and be, go back to being the defensive player of the year that we all know he can be. And then I had one more thing. What was it? Um... Oh, yeah, and the Timberwolves, I 
hope that the Timberwolves don't regress at all and that they and the Nuggets can really uh, play to their talent. Right. Any all closing right. statements for I you like guys? That. Um, nope. No more, really. Okay. Well, uh, you guys hang around afterwards. I want to talk to you about all of this. But if you guys all enjoyed right. what you listened to, if you managed to stick around for three and a half hours of NBA coverage, well, I appreciate you, and I hope you appreciated this podcast enough to give it a review on iTunes. You know it helps out. Five-star rating all the way. And yeah, thank you guys for listening, and have a good one.